It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gut. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. This is the sister, the doctor of style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cavi Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. 
talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, vocnation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Listen up, Flatbush. This is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to In the Room Radio. All right, everybody, pause it for me right now. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, <laughs> once again, to In the Room on the VOC Nation Radio Network. We're live, of course. We're on the air on VOCNation.com, and, and I am so excited to uh, to talk with all you guys tonight. It's going to be uh, an interesting night for sure. Uh, we've got a very special guest planned. Certainly, the callers are lining up as well, and it's going to be just a just a great time all around. As I welcome on my longtime co-host now, Kathy. I guess I can say longtime co-host now. You've been with us for a while, uh, Kathy Fitz. Everybody, what, what's going on, Kathy? Oh, pretty good, baby. Just been a hard couple of weeks. Ah, uh, yeah, it has. It has, and you know we're we're going to get into some of that stuff tonight, obviously, and some of it we're not going to talk about because uh, because the the good doctor <laughs> says that I should. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, so that's, uh, that's where we are. That's where we're at tonight. Kathy also got us a great guest. Uh, more on that in a second because I'm very excited for that. Uh, but also joining us, former WCW star, actor, entertainer, wrestler, extraordinaire, Stro Maestro. You are back, my friend. Uh, how are you? Popping. <laughs> <laughs> Big things popping. <laughs> yes. And my friend and yours, the one and only maniac Matt Grimm. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> there's, uh, hey, there's, there's, bo- there's booty popping happening over here, too. So there you go. <laughs> We're uh, right. not exactly sure what that means, but we'll, we'll, we'll take that. Uh, <laughs> Use your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> we are, uh, we're not the podcast that you guys asked for or deserved, but uh, we are what you're getting tonight. So uh, 914-338-1885 is the number 
to uh, to get in touch with us here tonight. Uh, so we do have a very special guest, Kathy. You texted me on Saturday, and I was so excited uh, because this is somebody I've been trying to get for a while um, on the show. I mean, obviously, and uh, <laughs> my God. Uh, Gabby Ortiz joining us on the program. Uh, Gabby is a, a standout uh, wrestler out of uh, this area, and I, I have no doubt, Kathy, uh, we've seen glimpses of her. Uh, we saw her on uh, Women of Honor a couple times. Uh, we saw, him in, we saw mm-hmm. her in stardom. Uh, she's um, certainly part of uh, the Monster Factory LLC and everything that they got going on. Former ECWA Women's Champion as well, and... Uh, it's good. It's it's really good. Uh, you know, Kathy, I say all the time, you know, people say like, oh, wow, like you had Tommaso Ciampa or you had Adam Cole or like, you, you know what I mean? Like we get all these names and it's like, how do you get them? And, and the truth is a lot of these names, we get them before they're stars. Yeah. You know, we interview them when we know them, you know? And uh, and those are contacts that we're and, and Cole, lucky enough to cuss and run off your uh, show like he did at the other show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Adam Cole actually called in of his own volition without being scheduled. He 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 was in the the line right after Rat Boy. You know, like you never know what you're gonna get. So uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's cool. It is cool. <laughs> but my point in all this, Matt, my point in all this is, uh, you know, you may not know Gabby Ortiz right now, but if you stick around and you watch WWE or AEW or wherever in these next couple years, uh, Gabby Ortiz is going to be a name that you're going to know uh, because she is uh, just uh, such an up-and-comer in wrestling. I, and I, like I said, I couldn't be happier to have her on, so it's going to be a lot of fun here tonight. She also is a high-profile uh, person of the city, Kathy, because she, she works directly for Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney. Yep. Awesome. But we won't hold that against her. <laughs> uh, whoa, whoa, what is, what is that? I'm just what is this shade throwing I, here? I hate him. And there goes that interview. <laughs> That's a different okay. interview. It's okay. <laughs> we're, not, we're not getting hey, political. Hey, CB Ray, right? how you doing? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just playing. <laughs> it, it, it's not for political. I just, I just don't like it. But, I, but listen, it, it's, it, she does a great job. She's like, I heard it on another podcast. Somebody said it, Matt, and it's so true. She's like a superhero, you know. She goes to work every day uh, in, in the mayor's office, and then on the weekend she throws on a, a cape and tights and flies around and, and just destroys people. So that is there that's you go. not a hero. There you go. I don't know what is. Yeah, awesome. I don't know what is either. <laughs> hey, Supergirl. I love Supergirl. I was only playing, of course, about the, our, our fine mayor here in Philadelphia. Uh, so, you know, lots to, uh, lots to talk about. Uh, Stro, you mentioned the Adam Cole thing. I, I think that's hilarious that, uh, because I, uh, uh, is it Pat McAfee? I think it's Pat McAfee. He's um he's done some stuff for the WWE network, Matt, and I find him so abrasive. I just I can't stand listening to him. Probably like a lot of people after that mayor joke. Uh for me. You know? <laughs> we just won't tell the mayor I'm drinking a soda right now, but it's okay. Um yeah. so anyway, uh <laughs> that I bought in New Jersey. No. Um yeah. so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done playing. I am done playing. So, so 
so Adam Cole goes on this uh, this Pat McAfee show, and um, I, he doesn't like his line of questions. And, and Matt, uh, you know, he, he, what would you do if someone pissed you off and you didn't care? You would tell them to go f themselves, right? Yes. Well, pretty much. Well, that's what that's... Adam Cole did. That's what Adam Cole <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah. Um, yeah. My um, man. So this guy, this guy isn't under WWE contract, but obviously. Uh, he works very closely with WWE and does stuff for the WWE Network. And Adam Cole, I don't know if you knew, he's actually under contract with WWE. Uh, so I think this was an issue. I, I, I mean, Adam Cole apologized. And, I mean, Adam, he, he kind of lived my dream in a way because I wanted to tell Pat McAfee to go at himself a bunch of times. But obviously I'd never go do that. Uh, Adam Cole did. So uh, good for him. Uh, but it just started this firestorm. You know, now Triple H is on the Pat McAfee show talking about it. And uh, I, I can't believe it's such a, a, a huge controversy uh, when a simple little, like, beat button would have just taken care of the whole thing. Well, I think it's kind of telling that, uh, that Cole <laughs> didn't actually apologize to Pat McAfee. He just apologized <laughs> no. for his expletive-loaded rant. But he did not right. retract <laughs> telling Pat McAfee that he's an asshole. Right. Like, he did not so he many didn't. words. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, it's, it I was a classic example of a non-apology. <laughs> right. He he apologized for his actions, but not for how he felt. Um. So uh, I um and and I'm on board with that. I am. Um. Not having listened to the interview, of course, I have no idea how it came off or what led to that or whatever. Uh, that's just what I know about it. Um. <laughs> But I say this all the time, you know, um, as somebody who's been doing these interviews now for 11 years, um, you can tell when somebody has been with WWE or WCW, there's like this, there's like, uh, and, and AEW to a certain extent, um, there's like this slick uh, presentation, you know, these guys are trained on how to talk to the media. And I think that's why it's so surprising because like, WWE performers are taught they actually take classes down at the performance center uh, for how to talk to the media you know how to represent the company how to represent wrestling and um, so in that respect it was really surprising it it really was and um, obviously a bunch of us know Adam you know and that's not really his personality so clearly he was pretty tickered off yeah. Clearly, at least he didn't pull a Vader. Like he did a <laughs> choking people with their own ties. And can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 Dot, now, uh, now, Pat Mc, now Pat McAfee's got to get a uh, Doctor D on next. I think that would make for uh, oh. some real compelling uh, oh. airtime. <laughs> I want to see that one. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be well, great. It'd be amazing. Um, oh, I mean, speaking you, of, um, about, oh, I was just gonna say, you remember about twenty years ago? Uh, like, remember the Opie and Anthony show? Oh yeah, Did that uh, ring any yeah. bells? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they were okay. great. <laughs> I heard the Dudley Boys on that show once, and the topic oh, of conversation, and this was on, you know, general radio. Like, this wasn't satellite or anything. They were yeah. talking about instituting a Jack Shack match in the WWE. <laughs> so we've oh, come God. a long way. We've come a long way 
from having the Dudleys, oh. who at the time when wow. WWE was vastly more popular than it is now. Yeah. Uh, it, going on public radio and yeah, talking about doing a Jack Shack match. Well, with to, these to, two uh, afternoon shock jobs. <laughs> <laughs> two th- well, three things. I, I mean, three things, to be fair. Uh, one is uh, they were just coming off that run in ECW, which is based out of Philadelphia, and I think that's how most of Philadelphians knew them. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, bald men were crying everywhere, Matt. It's, uh, it's yeah, a horrible thing. Uh, um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, I, I also think it matters that WWE didn't control interviews back then. Like, they didn't even have a performance center. They weren't training people. They were, um, it was different, you know. WWE didn't even restrict interviews back then. Like, nowadays, you mostly got to, like, either have an in or be, like, the Miami Herald or something like that. Because uh, if you're just a wrestling podcast, um, it is nearly impossible to get anybody who's under contract um, under either a performer or a legends deal. They just they just don't do it. You just can't get those. And maybe I'm pulling back the curtain a little. I feel like we've uh, talked about that a little bit in the past. Uh, there have been announcers, uh, I mean, uh, Jerry Lawler and uh, Booker T on VOC Nation at various points. You know, obviously um, different people who are agents or whatever. We've been able to do that. Uh, but the actual performers, WWE is so restrictive. They weren't in the 90s, uh, amazingly. And the other thing is the attitude era, Matt. Like, uh, my God, Vince yeah. McMahon was like nuts. Different time. Vince McMahon was nuts. Different time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So many other things I want to talk about tonight. Uh, Kathy, obviously, we had a huge uh, uh, loss, and, and I want to talk about that in a second. Uh, I also want to mention, though, before we get to that, while we're kind of light and upbeat, because I know it's going to bring us down when we do it. Uh, so today is the uh, 21st anniversary of the day the Triple H taught Trish Stratus how to do a hammerlock, and it almost ended his marriage. It, it was the most awful thing. Um, <laughs> keep in mind, keep in mind that that oh. him using an ether soaked rag and driving her through the 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 the, uh, the Las Vegas honeymoon chapel <laughs> oh, thing God. and uh, essentially uh, rape marrying her. Um, that oh, wasn't geez. what ended the marriage, Matt. That that wasn't what ended the marriage. <laughs> she was willing to overlook that <laughs> and and well, still get married. Uh, uh, you know the hammerlock. You know, everybody was so worked up about Sansa Stark getting raped <laughs> on her wedding night by Ramsey Bolton when WWE did it 20 years it. earlier on, right. on basic cable television. Literally, just about uh, nearly the same scenario, minus yeah, minus the screaming. Um, yes, we but, did. Yeah, yeah. No, he they they on television drugged a woman and married her supposedly against her will. Yeah. If, yeah. After after at least one attempt before that of someone trying to do the exact same thing, that wasn't that I mean, wasn't Stephanie's first time in a wedding dress against her will. Can you imagine their daughters having at some point on like on on like you know the second or third date with a guy they really like and things are going really well and they have to be like and you know it, it comes up like well how did your parents meet. 
It's like, well, my dad was trying to win the title, and he was desperate to get it by any means necessary. So, so can you like, how are you going to feel comfortable going to meet this dude after that? Right. This is a guy right. who has a sledgehammer and 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 is ethered people to to yeah. get what he wants, and 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 to humiliate people. He's not against staging an elaborate setup in a funeral home and having mock sex with a mannequin in a casket. He's not a person that you want to cross. That's my dad. That that dude will kill you. He will feed you your parents at at a meal and then tell you about it after he, after you've eaten them. You've uh... You're making Triple oh, H sound horrible, Matt. And the truth is, uh, I mean, to give credit to Triple H, he is the good man in Stephanie's life because uh, her own father wanted to do an incest angle with it, which would have been interesting. I mean, it would have been compelling on television for sure. Uh, Vince McMahon. Mm, given the company he keeps. <laughs> My God. Not it's, to make uh... it political, but given the company he keeps. Well, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Can't hold it against them forever, Matt. Uh, I don't know. The incest is pretty it's bad. A, I, I, I just find it just funny in light of some of the stuff that you uh, continually hear about Vince McMahon. It's, uh, it's like this week, I'm thinking like he wants to write Aleister Black off television. And it's like, why is that? Okay. I, I I I guess he doesn't like him, but apparently he wants to jab out his eye on the way out. I um I don't know. Uh, you know that eye stuff has got to stop. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, Kathy. It's got oh, so it to lead to the return of Kane. If it doesn't, then I don't. I this just doesn't feel right. <laughs> I <laughs> if Kane doesn't hook Alistair Black's eyeball up to a car battery and shock it before this is over, I'm going to be really disappointed. Okay. <laughs> shock his eyeball. So it's great. Ironically, Ray and, uh, Alistair can come back as a tag team called the the Eye Patches, or what? I mean, what's yeah. Going on here? Ironically, ironically, the last um, the last pirate person uh, that I can remember to wear an eye patch and dress like a pirate on TV, Kathy, one Paul Burchill, who you what? may remember did a famous incest storyline <laughs> that that oh. Vince McMahon she wanted to carry Katie out Burchill. for himself. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> but I do have to say Dominic. Dominic was really swinging that kendo stick last night. Yeah. <laughs> you you just know he's um he's taken out his dad. The second his dad comes back, he's going after him. <laughs> I'm assuming. I'm ass- allegedly. I uh, yeah, that because Rey Mysterio apparently uh, hasn't signed a new contract, and that's part of the reason why they blinded him and uh, <laughs> kicked him off TV. I don't know. Um, you can't write this stuff. You can't. You can't. You can't, you can't fake this stuff. No. As they say nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. But on a more serious note, um, it's been a roller coaster for some of us because um, a good friend of ours, actually, his name is uh, Walt McDonald. Uh, you guys probably don't know him as that, but a lot of you might know him as uh, 
Big Slam or Big Slam Vader or even Crybaby Waldo. Uh, he's been a good friend. We've had him on this program before, and we had a great time doing it. Uh, I used to see him all the time at ECWA or TWA back in the day. Uh, he was recently a super crazy a couple months ago I saw him. And uh, he uh, it, it's weird because, like, it started earlier in the week with a message from his wife saying that he probably wasn't going to make it and he's not doing well. And uh, then the death rumors start, Matt, you know. We fell victim to it, too. Somebody told us that he died. Stro and I both go and post it and talk about it on, like, our daily, like, recap show the morning after. And uh, as soon as we're done doing all that, we come to find out that it was a hoax. He wasn't dead. He was holding on, you know. So it's been it's been a roller coaster. And uh, unfortunately, Big Slam did pass away today around, I think it was around 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So, um just a tough thing, man. He was such a nice guy. I loved him. I really did. Well, yeah, sure um, real fast, uh, we all know Cue Ball Carmichael. He had posted something there. Mm-hmm. About an hour after Slam passed, there was a really bad thunderstorm camera he lived. Really I bad. saw that, yeah. <clears throat> and I said, I said, you know, he was laughing as it happened. And Cue Ball wrote back to me and says, I think it was him and King Kong Bundy doing a match. Candido was wrestling. Buddy Landell, yeah. Axel, Balls, and Hack Myers were begging for them to take it home. Could be. Of course, Sherry Could was be. Bundy's manager, and Luna was Slam's manager. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> That's how loud he was running the ropes. Uh, it could have also yeah. been him passing gas. I mean, he's been known to do that <laughs> from time show. to time. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I am gonna, I am gonna miss me some big slam. I am. I, he was um, yeah. just a tremendous guy. He was at Super Eight, the last one that we had. He was at Super Crazy a couple months ago, and it's just, he was fun. And Kathy, if nothing else, you know, he gave the world Phil Sly. He trained my commentary partner in it's wrestling. True. So good for him. I am gonna miss him. Though. I am. Stro, you used to travel up and down with him too. Oh yeah, so many good times. I mean, he would buy me dinner quite a few times too, and he always uh, was so much such a joy to be around, and we'd laugh and I mean joke around. We had great matches together too, and uh, I mean I've never really seen him. He was doing with me, and you really seen him in a really bad match. I mean, he was always fun to to, to wrestle yeah. with, man. He um Matt, he used to do um. One of his uh, alter egos was uh, Crybaby Waldo. (laughs) He would wear a diaper, and if you hit him, he would wail. And it was amazing. Uh, This guy spent time in ECW, by the way, as well. That's why, you know, all the the hardcore references and everything. But, like, yeah, he... um, yeah, he wore a diaper, Matt, and so the only way I can describe it is that, like, a 300-pounder wearing a diaper um, is, uh, that probably is Vince McMahon's next genius idea for somebody that he's forcing on TV right suit. now, so. Yeah. Or the body, pink, pink body, body suit. yeah. And he looked like an, and, and I say this with total love, Kathy, I do, because obviously we were very close with him. Um, he looked like a giant ass bottle of Pepto-Bismol. Yep. <laughs> and if you Google, if you Google um, 
big slam Vader. It's like the first or second image that always comes up on Google Images. And I always wanted to use it for, like, the show, but you can't because it's a copyrighted image. Uh, who would copyright that is beyond me. Uh, but it is, so. Yeah. So it's sad. It is sad. Um, trying to think. Anything else? Anything else in this effed up world? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a mess. It's a mess. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Jim Cornette. Oh, yeah, Bob Armstrong. Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, according to him and his family. Bullet Bob. Bullet Bob, yeah. Yeah. Him and um, And Bobby Fulton. Just look. He's in rough shape, too. He's a cancer. You hear that so many times. And, and by the way, the road dog actually, for the first time ever, Kathy, the road dog actually likes something that I posted this week uh, on Facebook. We've been really? friends for like three or four years now. Uh, I put up the thing about the, the lady making the milkshakes and it bringing all like the demon boys to her yard. It was, And he loved it. He thought it was great. Uh, <laughs> 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 nice. But, um, yeah, you hear it all the time, though, like where, you know, you lose your partner. And it just becomes like your rapid descent, you know? And I hope that's not what's happening there with Bullet Bob. Yeah. And who was the other one, Stro? You said Bullet Bob, and who was the other one? Uh, 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 Bobby Fulton. That was fantastic. Bobby Fulton. Oh, man. Yeah. It just sucks seeing people get older. I. It really does. I, um... Have to be praying for him. Everybody, please pray for Bob Armstrong, for for Bobby Fulton, for uh, the family of Big Slam, and Cat Lurucas. Yeah, the Glow Girls. I was like, I didn't know who Cat Larue was. I, <laughs> I was thinking maybe like it's Lash's sister or something. You know, Cat Larue and. Um... Did you do the farmer's daughter? Mm-hmm. Well, this has been a fun week, hasn't it? Seriously. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I told you, you guys were gonna bring me down. That's why I wanted to uh, not wanted to kick off with the deaths. I probably should have started with them. But uh, you know, where do you go from there? You know, it's it's uh. Only place to go is up, Brady. Up. We're, we're going up. Believe me, it's uh, we're we are most certainly going up. And and I actually, I'm I'm so excited. Uh, we don't want to keep her waiting because we have a very special guest on the line, and uh, she's going to bring the energy way up right here in the room, uh, welcoming uh, wrestling sensation, up and comer, been training. Wrestling. I'm going to say three to five years now. Gabby Ortiz joining us on the program, the gift of Gab. What's going on, Gabby? How you doing tonight? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you. It, it's it's. We're excited. We really are. Uh, Kathy set this up, and, and I couldn't be happier. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 an exciting thing. It really is because um, you're somebody that we've wanted to talk to for a while because I feel like on the independent scene, Gabby. Um, there are certain names that just keep popping up. And for a while there, women wrestlers in the area 
your name is a name that just keeps popping up. The experience for you, I mean, wrestling so far to date, these last couple years, how has it been? I mean, it's been a whirlwind. It's like... You know, it's it's a, it's a roller coaster. There's ebbs and flows because sometimes there's very like light seasons where there's not much going on, um, and yeah. then there's times when it's just like it's just nonstop. And I think that that's um, for independent wrestlers like myself, um, it's that's pretty standard um, where you have those times where things are just bustling and you're nonstop, and then times where you're a little bit more chill. And I I like that schedule. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with being able to have time to just relax and reflect. Uh, some people aren't, <laughs> so. I'm so I'm, yeah. I'm cool with those ebbs and flows. But it feels to me, or at least before the pandemic, Gabby, and this is how I perceive it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels to me like your weekends were getting more and more taken up by wrestling because you've become one of those go-to names that everybody in the independence wants to bring in. It, it, am I perceiving that wrong? I feel like your star has definitely no. been on the rise. No, you are, you are perceiving it wrong. <laughs> I was actually, weirdly enough, 2020 was set to be my busiest year yet. Um, so, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, I like those ebbs and flows, but I had so I had a lot of downtime. I felt maybe maybe like perception is reality, and maybe it didn't seem like that to other people, but to me it did. And I was like, I was like, I need to just fill this up. I need to be busy, 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 busy. And I had stuff booked up until probably like June. And then the pandemic hit and everything wow. was canceled. <laughs> so it was like a little, it was, it was pretty disappointing, but I'm already starting to fill stuff up. So fill it back up again, which is good. I mean, I, I guess we're on the way back, right? I mean, is, is that the impression that you're getting is that people are slowly yeah. starting to, uh, to emerge from this? Uh, yeah. It feels like we're cicadas and we're coming out of like, <laughs> like <a weird> under- <laughs> underground hiding and we're like starting to, to buzz back up again. Um, and I know a lot of people, there's a lot of people out there that are not fully behind doing that just yet. Um, and I totally understand this and I understand what it's, you know, what people are saying, but I'm all about, you know, just doing what you feel like you need to do and staying as safe as you need to feel like, you, you know, staying as safe as possible and, yeah. You can't be in hiding forever. It's like, you know, you can't sit there and just be fearful of something that, you know, you may never get and you might, it's it's weird. It's a weird thing. I mean, I just feel like I'm in a position where like, say I got COVID-19, I think I'd be okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and like, I have, I live with my dad. I have somewhere I can go if I get it where I'm not near mm-hmm. him. So I feel like I'm in a position where I can be a little bit more adventurous. Um and do more stuff, you know, whereas someone as other people might not be able to have that luxury. So. Well, it's so interesting. I, it almost feels like a metaphor from, for you. And like, I, I heard another interview refer to you as like a superhero in a way, because uh, the huge high profile thing that, that the story written about you, how you, you worked for mayor Kenny down there in center city, Philadelphia. And uh, you know, yeah. you were moonlighting as a wrestler on the weekends and stuff like that, but it almost feels like a, like a metaphor for me, because like the city is starting to slowly open up as well. Do, do, do you get the impression like we turn the tide here? I mean, are, are more and more people feeling like you that we need to get back on the bike? Yeah, I, I know a lot of people that I work with are on like are on the opposite spectrum of that. Like I've gotten into like mm-hmm. really intellectual and, and logical arguments about, you know, what needs to be done with, and what needs to be done, what can't be done, what should be done, and how it's kind of just 
at the end of the conversation, we're all kind of just like, well, who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> like, you know, right. Kind of just like, you know, are we going to sit here and cower in fear forever? Or are we going to like get up and, and see how we can live our lives and be happy and successful in the midst of what's going on in the midst of this pandemic? Because, you know, we're not like, this isn't, everyone wants to compare it to 18 to 1918. You can't do that. We're not, you know, <laughs> there's, there's a lot more going on now than in 1918. You know, it's harder to stop everything from happening than it was back then, you know? So, yeah. And I think with science and, and, you know, the face masks and, and things to kind of like, you know, mitigate stuff as best as we can in this country, because it kind of messed it up as it is, <laughs> you know, we have to keep going. It's just, I was so tired of just, of just sitting around and waiting. I, I, as soon as stuff opened up, I was like, let's go, let's do this. Like I was ready. <laughs> Good for you. I, th- I think a lot of people are starting to feel that way as well. Although other people are scared, certainly uh, just kind of looking at that juggle between, you know, working for mayor Kenny and uh, wrestling. Uh, how has that kind of shift that transition been? Are, are people generally receptive to you uh, living that double life like that? I mean, I have no choice but to be receptive. I, like, shove it down their throats. Nice. (laughs) You don't sound like a wrestler. (laughs) Yeah, like, they really really just have – I don't – so open, I'm an open book, that it's, like, if you're Mm -hmm. not receptive toward it, then you're just a a judgmental person, and I can't change that about you. You Okay. um, But for the most part, because I was training before I got my job at the mayor's office – I came in with that. Like, I, that's what I was already doing. And it wasn't going to stop because I got this job that was only paying me $30,000 a year. You know what I mean? That's what, that's what I started yeah. with. And it's like, if they told me to stop it, I'm like, yeah, pay me more. <laughs> like, and even then, I don't even think I would have stopped because it's something that I got that job basically to fund my training and to fund, you know, and it worked out so well because it's a nine to five. Weekends are off. Nights yeah. are off. And it ended up just, and it, it's the perfect schedule for an independent wrestler to, like, make money and that... to... Sorry. Uh, I, I was just wondering, have you had that situation yet where, like, uh, you're either at a wrestling show or, uh, you know, maybe you're out on the street, out by wherever, you know, City Hall, uh, where somebody recognizes you from the other environment? Have you had that? Yeah, I've had that a, I've had that a few times happen. Um and then there's there's there was a security guard that worked at my office who he he had just started working there. He looked at me and he was looking at me weird and I thought he was like being a creep. And I was like, Hi, are you new here? Like, I'm Gabby, I work at the mayor's office. If you need help with anything, let me know. And he's like, Are you Gabby Ortiz? I was like, Oh my god. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, You're a wrestler. That's great. Like, I saw you wrestle. I saw you wrestle in South Philly. I was like, Cool, thanks, man. And he made like a huge deal about it and then like um and he wanted to get an eight by ten by me from me and I couldn't sell it to him because it's like totally unethical. Like you cannot do that <laughs> in the office. So I had so I felt bad, I had to give it to him for free. I was like, That's ten dollars I'm not gonna get it. But I I don't uh, that's that. like, go. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta tell him to meet but you around the corner after all that. That probably sounded wrong. Uh, I know. I'm such, you, an, um, I'm such like I'm so. God. I'm sorry. Go ahead. There's a delay here. I think. No, I'm saying. Uh, sorry about that. No, it's all right. Um, I'm just saying, like, when it comes to I'm, what I do outside of, 
my office is so unethical that when I'm in the office, I'm like, that's book. <laughs> Like, because I don't want any slack. I don't want anybody coming and being like, oh, you did this, you did that. Plus, you have this right. wrestling thing where you're, where you're rolling around half naked. Like, you can't, you can't have that. <laughs> so, so they have some leverage against me with that. I, I heard you mention in this other interview I was listening to, and I promise I'm going to get away from City Hall, but it's just, it's such an interesting story. So, uh, Mayor Kenny is a wrestling fan? Mm-hmm, he is. Um I feel like he was probably more before he got super uh, into being the mayor of Philadelphia. I feel like that's kind of taken over his whole life. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, he, he, is, he is a fan. He he was the one that decided to host the Royal Rumble in 2015 and then again in 2018, I want to say. And he had WWE Day at the office where he invited Bailey, Mark Henry, a couple, a couple of WWE people from the office. And then wow. we all went to the Royal Rumble that night, and they gave him a huge replica belt. Um, and it's still hanging up in his office to this day. That's <laughs> cool. It's huge. Yeah, he, he. That is cool. And so I got, yeah, I got really lucky. I got, I got pretty lucky with with all that. So. Yeah, it sounds it. Now, for you, um, obviously, because you've been independent wrestling now for a couple of years, and you've even been on, like, Ring of Honor and stuff. We'll, we'll talk about that as well. But, like, okay, you see Bailey in that kind of a setting. Is that a networking opportunity for you, or does that not even come up? I mean, it just – I didn't want to, like, make it so obvious that I was, like, networking with her. I just asked her about what it was like to be on the road all the time. Um, yeah. I asked her, you know – um, and her and I got to talking because she basically told me, she was like, yeah, I'm not an athletic person. And I was like, me neither. Like, how do you go about not being athletic and being good at wrestling? So she gave me some advice and I just took it as a moment to like kind of make a new friend in the business. That's and I cool. did, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that is cool. And you mentioned like not really being athletic. Um, what would cause you not being really athletic to want to go to, um, well, you train at the Monsters. Come right out and say it. Uh, uh, Danny Cage, obviously, taken over for Larry Sharp a couple years ago. Um, stepping into that, you know, what what has that experience been like at the Monster Factory? What led you there? Um, a Google search, to be totally honest with you. <laughs> okay. Trying to figure out what wrestling schools were in my area, and I there was a couple. There was the ROH Dojo, um, which was a little bit more of a recruitment than it was a training school. So that was sort of like above my league, but I eventually got there. And then there was Chikara and something in my brain and my heart told me don't go there. And I'm glad I did it. <laughs> wow. Um, then, yeah, I'm, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be totally blunt with you. Like I saw, I went onto the Chikara's website and it was literally 12 minutes away from my house. No tolls, no nothing. It would have yeah, been easy yeah. for me to get there by public transportation. It would have been the most convenient option for me but something it, my gut told me like this isn't the place for you then I got to the monster okay. factory which was a little further over the bridge I had to pay tolls every day it was a little more expensive but the way that Danny had the site set up and had the social media going and just it felt more of a place that belonged that I belonged at and obviously it worked out because I I'm their champion to this day I'm their current girls champion yes I met, yeah. the I met the love of my life there. <laughs> like, so I'm just like, I'm really glad I went with my gut and didn't go with the more convenient option. And I went with something that was a little bit more challenging for me because it, that is so cool. it made me a better, you, 
a better person. Do, do you ever, and I got to think that the answer is yes, but like, uh, do you ever think about uh, the lineage of the Monster Factory, all, all the huge names that have come from that school, uh, especially under Larry Sharp, but certainly with Danny Cage as well? Uh, I mean, you were trained by Punisher Martinez, were you not? By, uh, uh, what's yes. his name, Damian Priest. Yeah. I, I mean, do you ever mm-hmm. think about all the names that have come through that school and, like, you just being a part of that? Yeah, I mean, it's a legendary place. It's, 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 got, it's got a longer lineage than most wrestling schools do because it's been around for so long. And when you meet people and they're like, oh, where do you train? And then you give them that lineage, they're like, oh, wow, that's a legit place. Like, even the most yeah. casual wrestling fan, they know the people that have come out of, you know, Bam Bam Bigelow. When you tell that to, like, the old school wrestling fans, they're all over. They're like, whoa, he trained there? And that's where you train? That's awesome. And for me, it's just... Seeing that lineage just made it, just solidified that feeling in my gut that it was the right place to go. But you're, um, Gabby, you're coming up in an interesting time in wrestling, and, and I think it's a very good time. It's a very, uh, to a certain extent, a pr- much more progressive time than it used to be uh, because the focus in a lot of cases has been uh, the women's wrestling and not like seedy women's wrestling, but actually really good quality women's wrestling at a lot of different places. Um, what has your experience been as a woman wrestler? Has it been uh, overall pretty good, or, or is there still a lot of that uh, uneasiness that a lot of the older women tend to talk about to this day? Uh, I feel very privileged and lucky that I had a solid group of dudes that had my back the entire time I've been in wrestling. And mm-hmm. I mean, I have Danny. Danny has a wife and a kid, and he takes that very seriously. His wife and his kids come first. He talks so highly about his wife. He can't. Even, he doesn't even care about other women that ever come in, that have ever passed him by. It's like actually very sweet. And um, and then I had you know LSG by my side the entire time. He was always looking out for me. And my yeah. dad was always at shows with me. My dad before I got a car. My dad dropped me off at training all the time. So um, and then on top of that. I had girls like Lisa Riddle, Matt Riddle's wife, who was training with me at the time before she decided that pro wrestling wasn't for her. Strong women there, too. Um, Miranda Vinette, who she was, she was up and coming for a while. She recently had a, she had a kid recently. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and there was another girl named Nikki who she stopped, but she was just this badass, like, Amazonian-type woman. So I just had a really solid group of people that I came up with, um, so I've been very lucky and privileged for that. And I was coming up during a time when women's wrestling was being taken more seriously. And um, I heard horror stories and I just, I wish I could give my experience to other women that have had horrible experiences in wrestling because um, I have so much love and respect for the men that I've, that I've worked with. Um, and the couple of times that I've had people cross that line or, or, or overstep those boundaries, I've had no problem saying to them or saying to people around me what happened and they'll go to bat for me. So, wow. Um, that's, and I hope that's, that's just, great. That, yeah. I hope that just becomes the norm for every woman and for, and for every man too, that, that we can, that they, everyone has that solid group of people with them that we're a community and that there's no, there's no sweeping things under the rug because that's, that's completely unacceptable. As somebody who's like self-described as like not very athletic, um, 
was training to wrestle and ultimately becoming pretty good at it. Uh, was that a difficult transition for you? Yeah, it was super difficult. It took me, I know a lot of people, like, especially a lot of, like, more athletic women, it only takes them maybe at the most six months to debut. It took me, like, a year and a half. Like, it, took me, it took me a while to be able to confidently go in there and have a full match in front of a crowd of people. And Danny knew okay. that. Danny Cage wasn't going to let me embarrass myself. So he, he didn't. He put me through hell waiting to get to a match. Because it was like every single time, I was, when am I going to get my match? When am I going to debut? And he was like, you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. When you're ready, I will let you know and you will have a match. And it took a long time, and I'm glad he did that. I'm really glad he did that. I was frustrated back then, but now I'm like, I get why he made me wait so long. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Uh, now, I've seen um, in other interviews you've described uh, China, and I believe it was AJ Lee, as uh, two women that have been hugely influential for you. Uh, why them? What was it about China and AJ Lee that uh, really kind of um, sent you the message that this could be something that you might want to do? Yeah, um, I'm actually wearing my China shirt right now. That's so funny you brought her up. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's why I was working out with I'm working out with China by my side. Um, so China is there's something about her as a person, not even as a wrestler, but as like Joni that I love. That I just find her to be so sweet and so kind and just a beam of light and energy that that I don't think she's known for. She isn't known for that, but I know her for that because I, I freaking love her so much. And that is something I want to emulate just as a person in the world. With AJ, hers, for me, hers, with her, it's just her wrestling character. It's just who she is as a wrestler and as an athlete and as, and as someone who's amazing at promos and, and someone who is similar to my size. I mean, she's the first female wrestler that I thought, oh, wow, maybe I can do this. Like, so it's, it's two very opposite spectrums of womanhood that I kind of found a middle ground with and find to be super inspirational and kind of kindred in a way. And I want to emulate both of them in a certain way. Okay. Uh, now, in addition to a lot of the independents in the area, certainly the Monster Factory, uh, I think a lot of fans – came to know about you through Ring of Honor and uh, probably to a certain extent through Stardom as well. Um, what was your experience like kind of stepping into those companies, in particular like Ring of Honor, because they do like have a television presence in the United States. Was that, was that a pretty cool thing to kind of get the opportunity to do that a couple of times? Yeah, it was intimidating. Um, uh, it was hard for me to, at the time, because I felt very undeserving because I had just started up. I had just had my debut match. And um, uh, in the locker room, I got that vibe that people were like, what the hell is she doing here? You know what I mean? Like, that wasn't anything mean. It wasn't that no one was like, no one came up to me and was like, you don't deserve this. Like, no one did that. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm an empath. I can feel what people feel. They don't have to tell me. I know. <laughs> um, so, and, and I personally felt undeserving of it. So I was extremely intimidated. And it was hard for me to really take that moment that this is so effing cool because I was more like I have to be humble and I have to, like, you know, be seen, not heard. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I was more of just, I, 
it was hard for me like, to be up there like, wow, look at me. Like, I'm so fucking, I'm so effing cool doing all this stuff. Like, I didn't want to be like that. <laughs> right. And I didn't feel like that. I felt very like I need to be as respectful and as humble and thankful and grateful as possible that I'm here. So that's how I kind of took it. If it was now that thing, I'd, I'd be like that, look at me, ah, ha, ha, ha. Like, I'd probably do that now, but back then. <laughs> You wouldn't have, you wouldn't catch me dead doing that. That's cool, uh, and especially like so early on to have those kind of opportunities. Have you had that um, what we call like a pinch me moment, like that you just look back and like it's like this is just like so unbelievable that you're at this point, or or has pretty much everything been like that so far? Everything has been like that. I mean, everything's been like that because my first night of training, X-Pac taught me how to lock up. He taught me the collar, oh, wow. collar and elbow tie-up. So <laughs> even that moment, just my first freaking night of training I, was a pinch-me moment. The first time I rolled in a WWE ring was a pinch-me moment. I had so many of those in my career. My I got bruises on my arms. I'm going to pinch myself thinking about it and, and being a part of it. Like, it's been so, it's been so cool. That is wild. I, I can only imagine the first night uh, being in there and just see Sean Waltman in there. You, you must think, like, this is what it's always going to be like. Uh, you're, yes, <laughs> absolutely, I thought that. I was like, I was like, That's oh, cool. Cool, we're just going to have cool. legends coming in all the time. And, I mean, it <laughs> happened. It's good. It wasn't every night, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I mean, it hasn't all been – just uh, cherries and ice cream, right? I mean, I I, I know in particular, I, because we're, we're friends on Facebook, so I see some stuff, and, like, you obviously you had the car accident, and you've had other kind of things going on over the last couple months. Uh, what has it taught you about yourself to, uh, to kind of go through uh, struggles like that? It's taught me that I'm the type of person that needs a lot going on to distract myself from <laughs> okay. a lot of problems. it taught me that like that I need to learn how to just chill and be okay with just being oh with just being chill (laughs) like um because even though I said I like the ebbs and flows or like I have time to sit and relax yeah if I really think about it I was never really sitting and relaxing the weekends I had off I was still doing podcasts I was still selling merch I was still you know going to the gym all the time I was still going to open rings at schools or doing camps like there, there were never really any off weekends. So yeah. it just, just cause I wasn't as a, at a show doesn't mean I wasn't working or doing something. So, you know, um, I got, I got a pretty solid diagnosis and I'm, I'm proud to say that that's something that I'm going to have to work on for the rest of my life. And I'm going to wear it like a badge of honor. Um, I got diagnosed with bipolar disorder, which is, which makes a lot of sense to me. It's something that I wasn't shocked when I heard about it when the when the doctors told okay, me. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's just um, it's something that I that I that I want to study more. So I'm going to go to school for it. I'm going to go to school for behavioral health and human services um, yeah. because I want to have a better understanding of myself and of other people. And I feel like everyone has their thing. You know. I I, I feel like um, you're off to a great start because like. You're very open about it. There, there's no like, there's no uh, stigma. There's no embarrassment. You're just like, you put your stuff out there, and and it's unashamed. And, and I think that's that. I think that can be a really good thing. I do. Um, do you feel like that 
and to, to kind of bring it full circle back to wrestling, like, do you feel like that approach, that not being afraid to put yourself out there, has that helped you so far in wrestling? The fact that you're open like that? I, yeah, I mean, it's helped me get closer to other wrestlers who haven't been so open about what they've gone through. Mm-hmm, they've been mm-hmm. comfortable. Com- they've been comfortable being able to come to me about things, um, which I'm super happy about and super like I couldn't be more grateful that they feel comfortable coming to me about things like that uh and being in the locker room with girls and them coming to me and saying like thank you so much like the first show I did uh post post pandemic I say that in quotes we're still in the pandemic um (laughs) you know girls came up to me and they were like you know thank you for sharing that um you know I've been through this too and you know I've been so scared to share it but now you know and it's and then there's some people that treat me a little bit different now. And I get that. Totally get it. Um, you know, it's something new about me that I've been putting out there. And, yeah, it's just been interesting. I mean, it's so new. Um, and I've only seen a handful of people that I've, you know, known in wrestling so far. I'm going to see more people as the days and weeks go on. And I'll just be able to feel out how everyone is and, you know, and Very hopefully cool. get to talk more about it with people. Um, I found out today that you're from the neighborhood. So I got to ask you, yeah. uh, Kabasi, Kabasi, Pierogi, Tacanelli's, which is a great pizza place, by the way, or, or Stocks. You got to pick one. Stocks. I love Stocks. Stocks, 100%. <laughs> Even their tea biscuits are amazing. Uh, that, that that's They're fantastic. So yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we really uh, live super close to each other. <laughs> Crazy. I know you're like three blocks. Away. Kathy, did you know that she's like three yeah. blocks from me? Oh, well, I didn't. Poor girl. Why well, do you have Gabby? You know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, one one last question that I had. I, I mean, you, you mentioned LSG, and obviously you guys have been together for a couple years now. Um, how cool is that to have your partner, um, not just in life, but in the ring, to be able to share something uh, so intimate, you know, uh, but to do it on such a public stage? I mean, how how has that been for you? It's been amazing. I mean, like I said, I said it earlier in the interview, like, he's always had my back vice versa. I've always had his back, but like yeah. he was already in the business when I started and he knew a little bit more than I knew a lot more than I did. Still does to this day. He knows a lot more than I do. So he's always been there to help me. And I've been very lucky and privileged for that. And I'll always be grateful for it. Despite where our lives take us, you never know. Um, yeah. I'll always be grateful for him. And then we've had so much fun. We've had just a ton of fun. Like, being in being in mixed tag mixed tag teams together, um, being on the same shows together, or him, you know, agenting shows that I've been on at the Monster Factory, we just had a ton of fun, and and I love it so much, and I love having a partner throughout all this, you know, not being on my own because I'm very I'm very much the type of person that likes to have a friend or a partner with me throughout something in life, so I'm I'm very grateful for him. I love it. And you two are both so nice. It, it, it really is perfect. So uh, uh, congratulations for all your happiness, really, Gabby. Um, oh, if, people, if people want to follow you, obviously you've got the social media stuff going along. Uh, where, where can people keep up with Gabby Ortiz? Sure. Um, you can follow me on my personal Facebook page. You can add me on there. I'll probably add you back. Maybe I won't. I don't know. 
Um, I'm Gabriella <laughs> Belfron there. I'm not going to spell it. Use your phonetics. You'll find me. And um, on Twitter and Instagram, where I'm a little bit more social, uh, that's at Gabity, which is uh, G-A-B-B-I-T-Y on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, so go follow me on there. Nice. Uh, one final question slash favor, and then I promise we'll, we'll leave you alone for a while. Uh, but I was wondering if we could get you to record what we call a, a bumper to play on the beginning of the show. Would that be okay? Sure. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, so the name of the show is In the Room. If you could just tell people who you are and tell them that they're listening to In the Room. And that way, Gabby, when you're big and famous, we'll be able to act like we were best friends the whole time. We are best friends. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, you're making me smile. Gabby, you may not want to do that. Okay, honey. You may not want to do that. Okay, so it's um in in the room, right? Yes, it's in the room. If you could just okay. tell people who you are and tell them they're listening whenever you're ready. All right. I'm the gift of Gab, Gabby Ortiz, and you're listening to In the Room. Gabby Ortiz, thank you so much. My new best friend, Kathy. You love that or what? Thank yeah. you, Gabby. Great. I, I, I just want to say, <clears throat> I just want to say ahead. something real fair to Gabby. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing you the first time at Monster Coffee as doing an alpha. Mhm. And then seeing where you've gotten to today, yeah. I'm so proud of you. Oh. And you tell thank him, you, Kathy. Kathy. If he does anything to hurt you, he has to do the same. Oh, I will be telling him that right now. I'm with him, so I'm going to no okay, worries on that. Say, listen, Kathy will beat your butt. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. That's a, good insurance. That's a great insurance policy. I really appreciate that. She keeps me in line, Gabby. So it, it definitely uh, it, it, it pays off. Uh, thank you so much for the time tonight. It really did mean a lot. Yeah. Oh, no, we had a great time. Thank you, Thank you Gabby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Take care. All right. Good night, uh, guys. Bye. That was good night. That was the uh, the one and only gift of Gab, uh, Gabby Ortiz. Uh, what we're going to do right now, we're going to take a commercial break, and uh, I will uh, I will stop smiling for a minute. That was fun. I had fun with that interview. That that was really you know, nice. She, she's um, an amazing young lady. She really is. And it's like... I've met her, and like we've talked a couple times, but like not really. This was by far the most interaction that we've ever had, you know. And I, I just, I, I thought it was great. Um, and she's got a lot of upside. I, I really do feel strongly that she's going to be somebody uh, that we're going to be seeing on TV very soon. I, I, I just I got that feeling. That. Oh, I can't wait. It, it, it'll be cool. Uh, so nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five is the number to call in here tonight. And uh, we got a couple people in the queue. We're going to get to you guys in short order. Uh, we also have Ray Bogus on the other side. So, uh, But you guys should still have, stay on because Ray's going to be really nice to you tonight. I, I got a feeling. Uh, 914-338-1885 uh, in the room on the VOC Nation radio network. Thank you to Gabby Ortiz, and, uh, and we'll be right back. Just a, just a couple minutes. Give me a couple minutes, please. I, I got to refresh. Be right back. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. 
Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the... Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Steins of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation. This is the Slickster, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at nine. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm, and you know Ray there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. 
Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major feds as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, here you get, get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirtz, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. 
Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after, right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Brady Hicks and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation. Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Hey, this is Total Package Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history. The voice of choice and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world Gabby Ortiz right now. It's uh, it's so funny because we interview people from all over the world and uh, literally right down the street. Uh, but uh, th- thank you to uh, thank you to Gabby Ortiz for an amazing interview. And uh, if you haven't checked her out, um, be sure to check out. I should I should specify, Kathy. If you haven't checked out her wrestling, uh, go to YouTube and, and check out her stuff on her wrestling stuff because it is amazing. Uh, to think that she's only been wrestling basically for about three years now, really. Um, it's, uh, it's such a cool thing. So, and she is somebody that we're going to be hearing about for a long, 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 long time. Um, 914-338-1885 is uh, the number 
to get in touch with us here tonight, and we've got a bunch of people in the queue. We're going to get to you guys in very short order. Uh, before I bring on Ray, Stro, i got to ask you first up, what do you got going on this week? What's, uh, what's, what's the word on the street, oh, well, as they say? Uh, the word on the street, if you will. Okay. Well, this Thursday night, WCW Retro, <laughs> 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, our special guest will be another professional wrestler, L.A. Tank. To be yes. our special guest. I'm going to excited to have LA Tank this shirt. And then Friday is the return of the Stroke Zone on my Facebook page, Facebook.com, Stroke the Maestro at midnight Eastern Standard Time, with the feature this Friday night being the Ghost and Mr. Chicken. No, I'm not. So please tune in. <laughs> Very nice. I'm a huge Don Knotts fan. <laughs> I used. I used to watch, I didn't even understand what the movie was about, but I used to watch uh, The Shakiest Gun in the West all the time, and it was amazing. Uh, <laughs> He's amazing. He's awesome. Just great stuff, great stuff. Uh, you know who else is amazing? Ray Bogus is amazing, because I said to him, what's going on, Ray? How are you doing tonight? <laughs> what's the word? Doing fantastic, doing fantastic <laughs> man, and also, and also Miss Fitzpatrick. Good to Hello. Be here with, uh, yeah, so, uh, I like when you say that. So, it's like she's a misfit. Misfits, Patrick. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Really, I, so a little tidbit uh, for for the the listeners, the listeners and callers at home. So before I come on, um, sometimes I am brought on. <laughs> sometimes I am brought on. Uh, behind the scenes during the commercial break. And I get kind of filled in on what's going on. And, you know, if, oh, I, no. if I wasn't here for the beginning of the show and, uh, and, you know, I want to say hi to Stro and Kathy and Brady there. And, and uh, then we come back and sometimes I don't, sometimes, uh, sometimes <laughs> they just, they just wait and, and I don't come on until after the commercial. I got to tell you. Um, so this, this past time, um, I uh, I did not get brought on behind the scenes for this last commercial <laughs> set. Sorry. And um, I, I think I speak for all of the listeners and callers at home when I say that if I hear that commercial, if I have heard that commercial set one more time, I was actually going to cut myself open to see if I was filled. With cheese on the <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's funny, a little behind the scenes thing. And that just goes to show you, Ray, that there is literally no amount of planning that goes into this whatsoever, aside from uh, either me asking somebody to come on or Kathy asking somebody to come on. Um, generally, that's about the extent of any planning that I do. I don't even think about what we're going to talk about. So I don't think about putting you on all the time. If I'm, if I'm doing something on my phone or if I really want crackers, Ray, like right now I got a a mouthful of crackers. I almost got caught eating because you stopped talking earlier than I thought it was, uh, it was wacky. It's it's wild and wacky. What a day. What a day. Um, so anyway, um, I'm going to get in trouble because he trademarked that. Um, I'm, Anyway, oh, um, Uh-oh. <laughs> don't, have, don't don't do that. I for one, I for one, Brady, am looking forward to talking to another derelict from under the bridge uh, at some point. <laughs> yes. 
at some point so anyway. on the show. <laughs> The the other behind the scenes thing that I wanted to mention I can't now, and little creature. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that uh, I um so anyway, a lot of times Ray, I play the same commercials over and over again because some of them are three minutes, and some of them are only two minutes. And if you want to go downstairs and get a beer, or if you want to go to the loo, um, are, are the kids still calling it the loo? I think they are. Um, uh, uh, sometimes you, the vates, eh? you, uh, you, water you, you choose, you, yeah, the, for the water chestnuts, that's where you keep them. Uh, that, that you want to play the longer commercial set because it gives you more time where you don't have to talk with people. And I, I forgot about bringing you in the chat. I'm sorry, right? Uh, <laughs> well, that's, no, I mean, it's fine. I just, I said, you know, what a, what a great opportunity for me to sort Waka of bridge the gap from us, from us, the hosts. To uh, to the unwashed masses uh, who call into the show. And speaking of unwashed masses, is Rat going on the line? I, I think we should go to he, him first tonight. He's not. He's not. No. <laughs> All right. Well, which means he's just falling behind in the queue, guys. Uh, because we go in the order that you called. So I promise uh, we're going to get to each and every one of you. And tonight we're going to kick things off oh, with wait, wait, somebody. Wait. wait. He's better wait, wait, than wait, wait, Rat Boy. Now. Okay. Wait, wait, okay. wait. Okay, okay. Wait. All right. Because we forgot okay. something. What? Now, you know that we, we've we had success telling the callers, that, uh, giving them a topic that they need to talk you're, about when they come You're out. not going to have success that with this guy. I know. But <laughs> so I think, I think, Brady, because it's not like there's anything interesting happening in the world of wrestling. Um, Go ahead. I think we uh, we reach into the Wayback Machine. I think when, when we put you on air, you have to tell us your favorite Law & Order top pairing. See, that sounds a bit complex. I know Raw, Law & Law and Order, not Raw & Order, um, but I, I wouldn't be able to answer that. Well, Raw & Order, and if I Raw can... & Order would be a good show. Yeah. <laughs> I... um. Well, fine. I forget what I was going to say. Right, I'll think. I don't know. You shot down my idea. Take a caller. No, I mean, uh, you know, we we can do it. It just doesn't no, mean fine. anything to me. Yeah. No, bum, bum, bum. press the button. Put him on the air. What's going on, Malcolm? What a day. How you doing, pal? Yeah. Malcolm. This is two weeks in a row where he's there but not. Oh, I hope you're okay, brother. Okay. I'll try you again in a little bit. He dropped out. Guess he didn't like that. Maybe he doesn't like law and order like me. You are terrible at punching up collars. Just press the button, Brady. That's all you have to do. Unless I unless I fly to Las Vegas and and find him or or, he might be in Idaho now, I'm not even sure. And uh, you know, find him. Which in and of itself probably isn't that difficult to actually find him in Las Vegas. I would imagine if I just go to the strip and yell Malcolm, somebody could point me in the right direction. Um, would be my guess. Uh, but I'd have to go and like... Back. Here he comes. <laughs> I'd have to hit talk on his phone. We're going to go now to... Uh, he is here, actually. No, not you. Not yet, pal. Not yet. Uh, we're going to go to... Um, <laughs> We're going to go to Mike. 
Next best thing to Malcolm. It's like having Malcolm on. What's going on, Mike? Uh, Brady, he's had some problems. We we had a phone out this morning. He called me, and uh, he was a little upset. And he was in the hospital last week, and I don't know if he's okay right now, but when he doesn't answer the phone, that's scary, because usually Mel's there. It, last week he was there, but he, he didn't, uh, I guess he muted out or something. I don't know. But, I, uh, I assume that he stepped away from his phone or something. Uh, he hung so up after it, after he didn't connect, he did hang up, so maybe he just figured out that he couldn't talk at the moment or something. But Malcolm, if you're listening, yeah. feel free to call back, brother, or um, shoot yeah, me an email Malcolm. even, you know? Yeah. Brady, shoot I'm, me an I'm email, gonna... Malcolm. So Brady at VOCNation.com. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Gabby Ortiz was awesome. I like listening to her. She had a great interview with you. And, uh, Thank I you. I didn't know she lived real close. I didn't know she Neither did I. And, uh, Neither did and I. And we're best her, friends, and I didn't know that. And you see her, tell her, you know, I was, I picked uh, Scarlett Bordeaux to win that match. Remember? And then the Gabby won. <laughs> but Gabby won. I was, it was happy. It was good. It was awesome. And she's a, she's a pretty young lady and a, and a great wrestler. And I thought, man, this, this girl's really got a good interview, you know? So. That's, that's that's what I have to keep telling myself, Mike. She's pretty young. Yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking of that, <laughs> can I throw some girls at you, Ray or Stroh? <laughs> because, Brady, I've been getting all these friends requests from these girls, 35, 25, 35 to 40 years old. Mm-hmm. And one girl, you remember that Alexa girl put her license on the line? Yeah. One girl, one girl sent me her red panties on on the. I had to get that off this. I had to get that off my Facebook because I got church people on there. You know. Wow. <laughs> what do you do? You know. <laughs> so, and then I said, I gotta send these girls a break. Mental note. Mental note, Mike, not to take a picture of myself in red panties and send them to you. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that picture. Uh-huh. You can probably Google it at this point. I mean, I, I'm only kidding. So, uh-huh. you know how many requests? Uh-huh. Straight at your job. Yeah, right. Have you guys ever had so many friends request you can't get rid of them? Yes. What's worse, Mike, is the ones that... What's worse is the ones... That, you know, if you do add them, then, or, or even if you don't, they spend every minute of every day either adding you to groups or tagging you. I have some friends that I, I think, Kathy, that's got to be their full-time job is to just tag me and add me to groups all day. Well, one girl, one girl, one girl she was about 37, I think. She was from Colorado. She, she, she sounds hot. Pastor, she said, Pastor Mike, I, I have a confession for you. And I thought, what? <laughs> I don't know. And they they get on the uh, oh man, they send it to you on Messenger. Like, you've never met you, you got Messenger, don't you? Yeah, because I like you on Messenger. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah. Man, see, some of these, it's like yeah. being a Christian person, being mm-hmm. a Christian, it's hard because you've got to be mm-hmm. careful. You don't want mm-hmm. the people from church to mm-hmm. see all that stuff mm-hmm. on there, you know, so I mm-hmm. really have to get rid of some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just send it to your mm-hmm. guys, like, if it's okay. Mm-hmm. 
Like, if he, if he, if he gets <laughs> a jazz hand. And it's some kind of, like, weird slap. I'm thinking, like, a thumb to the throat, you know? Like, Umaga. Maybe. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Now, Brady, you didn't let me finish telling you. Um, <laughs> yeah. And thanks for calling in. And thanks for calling That's in. That's because Mike had a question. Love you, bro. Um, yeah. So, Can I ask? You know, um, when, uh, one second, Mike. Okay. Mike, let, let Ray finish his story, and then I'll get you for the, the last thing. What, what's that, Ray? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, I was going to say, you know, when you, when, you, uh, when you get exiled to Idaho for, uh, for mm-hmm. using the hammer lock inappropriately outside oh, yeah. of the marital bed, um, you know, that's, that's improper use of a tool. So you know where they send you. <laughs> they send you to Stanley, Idaho. Uh, <laughs> oh man! It's okay, uh, it's okay Kathy. I know oh, the drill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I am a tool. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> that was bad. You and you and Go. Ray were asking about uh, the uh, the police show. My favorite police show, I used to watch it with Dad before he passed away, was NCIS. Every Friday, I think it was on Friday night, he used to come over and see it with Dad. Is that the one with Barney Fife? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ah. I used to like that one. <laughs> That's yeah, Griffin. that was good. <laughs> We're the one, they did one. It was like this, it, he was a police officer. Ray, you might remember this, because they actually had a brief crossover with WCW. I'm guessing that the show was on the same network as, as WCW. So this, this, this police officer was actually a robot, and he actually oh, came no. to uh, – there was a wrestler called Sting, and, and this robot – I'm going to call him Robot Cop because I don't remember his name. Uh, he came and he Robocop. helped Sting. Robo, was that it? Robocop? I guess that was. No, I think it was uh... – Robocop. No, it was uh, it was Automaton Officer. <laughs> yes. I remember I remember that. It was it was Automaton Officer and uh um it starred uh uh see this I mean that was the that was the early nineties. It had David Duchovny. Um and uh it would frequently guest star uh, Sid Caesar. <laughs> As uh, as, dis- as yeah, as Dispatcher Johnny. So I remember that. It was on right uh, after Sledgehammer. Yeah, I, I was on right after yes. Sledgehammer. I remember that distinctly. Yeah, you want to uh, be a Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. <laughs> Derek McDonald joining us on the line. Here's a guy who never uses the hammerlock outside of the uh, outside of the confines of the uh, marital bed. Uh, Derek, it's the 21st anniversary of Triple H teaching uh, Trish Stratus how to hammerlock, and uh, Stephanie never really forgave him for it. It's it's crazy. Well, excuse me. First of all, I wanna I wanna thank Mike because there's nothing you know nothing more entertaining <laughs> to me than to listen to him go on and on about Alexa Bliss, who I'm not gonna call a finbot anymore because. That's kind of mean. I'm going to refer to her as unseasoned chicken breast because everybody loves unseasoned chicken breast. So that's oh what we now. But anyway, I cooked three um, pounds of it yesterday. I eat it all week. <laughs> I know, and, and not a bit of soul or loving it. I know. I know. But, I, I mix um, the sauces in later. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. 
Well, my household, we just throw some laundry <laughs> on that bitch, as, as my grandma would say. We throw some lorries on that bitch. But, um, mm-hmm. yes. No shaking back there, right? <laughs> Hell no. Especially McMahon and uh, Triple H, yeah. So I, I, I remember watching that as a kid, like, huh. Maybe uh, well, they're, I, they're, they're, they're Right. They're, they're, they're to me, it was a head scratcher. To me, it was a head scratcher because he actually uh, used Anita Rag to kidnap her and force her to marry him, and she wasn't as upset about that. And it was like what? the third time that like somebody had tried to marry her, including well, her own father. Apparently, she wasn't. She wasn't upset because she was just used to it at this point. Like, whatever. <laughs> I'm getting kidnapped again. <laughs> yeah, so she, it's a, honestly, it's a, That's she, how we do it. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, you look at that period. You know, you look at that at that fairly <laughs> narrow time period in WWE history. It's like it's like every third show was getting filmed in Belize. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And and when it wasn't like you know some sort of a, a crazy like sex crime, it was uh, somebody being crucified. Oh wow! And that'll happen to you. Mm. You know that'll uh, happen. Um. <laughs> That'll happen. You know, Mike was talking about the age of women uh, that he uh, that he stalks on Facebook all day. And, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I have oh, a question. What um? How much of an age gap is too much? Mike's 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 discussion with the ages of women made me no, not a thigh gap. Uh, the age gap. Uh, how much is too much? Oh, wait, the guy girl mm. ratio or girl guy ratio? Well, I'm, I'm yeah. 60 years. I'll be 60 years old in January. I don't know what they want with me. I didn't, yeah. Look, the, the, the cutoff. They the answer. Be. The cutoff for Mike is 37. Yeah. A weird number. Mm-hmm. What? Well, if your age plus what? seven. That's what I always did. If your age plus seven. <laughs> So when you're 90, it can be 52. Mm. I love women, so I, I, I love oh. a good. I'm the cougar killer, so you know I'm alright with the woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, when they start when they start sending you their underwear and uh, mm. all that stuff, I, I oh don't my. know. That's that's crazy. That's uh, it is crazy. It is crazy, Mike. Never been in before. I feel like I'm not using. No, he's not. I okay. feel like I'm using Facebook wrong. Me too. Yeah. I don't. I don't know like using it, is, it at all. Because all I get is weirdos like tagging me with like the groups that they want to add me to, or like the the posts that have nothing to do with me. That's all I get on Facebook you know, all day. I'm not gonna lie, Brady. Um, now, now I don't know. I assume Kathy Stroh, Derek. I assume you guys all still have Facebook, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I okay, I I do not. Um, I gotta tell you, never getting another notification because I was friends with Brady Hicks, who was added to some other group, has been one of the best parts of leaving. Like every day, I would open it up and there'd be. There, there. No, you didn't send it, but like it would alert me when you oh. when you got added to things. <laughs> That's funny. So like every time, That's funny. So every time some crazy person oh, added me to something, like I would get alerted. Like, 
There was a time. This, I, I, I'm not even lying. Like, <laughs> there was a time, and Facebook fixed it. To their credit, they fixed it. But it used to be, if somebody tagged me before I could get on to remove the tag, and anybody can do this, by the way. You don't even have to be friends to tag somebody. It's it's so stupid. I I can't even wrap my head around it. Um, but I would get individual notifications for each person that liked, loved, cared about, was angry, or was sad about my post. I would get uh, about not even my post, the post that I was tagged in without having any ability to, to stop that. Um, I would get individual notifications for each of those. I would get any comments, any comments by friends of friends, and any comments by friends of friends of friends. Uh, sometimes I would log on not knowing that I was tagged 10 minutes earlier, and I would have 83 notifications. Now I got Kelly asking me why I'm not seeing what she's tagging me, Mike. This is why I'm not seeing it. Yeah. That's why I'm not seeing it. Thank God they fixed it. Now I just get like three notifications for all those things. There you go. All in one. All right. Yeah. I was ready to go hammerlock somebody. When when you're watching, I was watching YouTube Mm -hmm. the other night. I was watching a basketball Mm -hmm. game. I get this girl. Mm -hmm. She wants to be friends Mm -hmm. request from the Philippines. And I, Mm -hmm. uh, she's a beautiful girl, but she's, uh, again, she's, she just on there, she says, oh, Pastor Mike, uh, I want to have your baby up there. I want to marry you, you know. I've been there before. Going, what? Mm-hmm. That's a keeper, Mike. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you, you're mm-hmm. just like magic woman. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the atomic word is Terrence Howard. It's hard out here for a pimp. I hate you, Mike. Man, you're just like, you're yeah. like, uh, man, what's your you're like, possibly a magic segment <laughs> or something like that. You know, some other name. <laughs> Mike, brother, I'm going to let you go, but uh, it's a pleasure as always. Yeah, you guys are awesome, man. Hey, keep trying, You're awesome. I love love Malcolm. Just tell him I don't have a way to to get in touch with him except to email him. He usually calls us, so um, if you talk to him, tell him we miss him. I hope hope he's okay. I'm going to send him a letter. Yeah, Yeah. man. I, again, kind of like I said, Ray, about like going and finding Malcolm in Las Vegas, I feel like if you just wrote an envelope and wrote Malcolm, then for the address wrote Las Vegas, I feel like the postal carrier would be able to find it. I know you, you got to color red and yellow. Yeah. yeah. Red yeah. yellow, it'll find it. Start playing you'll, you'll have to re- music. You'll have to reverse <laughs> the uh, the return address and the regular address with, because that, otherwise you need a stamp. But you know, so it's not it's all good. Plus we seven, used to do huh? that. We would reverse the return address and the regular address. That way you didn't have to pay postage. Um, but it's, apparently that's yeah. a crime. You're not supposed to do that. Yes, it is a crime, Brady. I yeah, didn't really do that. Brady, that's called that's called theft. <laughs> And you're stealing from the post office, Brady. Well, that's okay. They've stolen many things right. from me over the years. <laughs> I actually was, I had to go to the post office um, this weekend. I needed to get some uh, – I wanted to get a priority mailing envelope and um, get some stamps for one of their – yeah. Yeah. And the post office, uh, the post office in my new, uh, my new city of residence – did not have 
one of the self-serve kiosks in the lobby. So I had to just stand there like an idiot. Like the rest of the world. Anyway, my, na- anyway, my <laughs> name's Mike. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> you are. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to go to uh, to Steve. This will be a good one. What, what's going on, Steve? How you doing, Steve. brother? Do you think there's something wrong with the line? Could it be the line? Yes. I don't know. Mike got through just fine. Well, I don't know. So, Derek, while Brady works on this, um, I thought that the callers should give us their favorite Law and Order uh, top tandem. And okay. Brady thought that was too okay, too complicated for the callers. You think I, they want I don't watch Law and Order. Yeah. Oh, you got to dig for that, man. Mm. You got to dig for it? Yeah, you got to yeah, think for yeah. it. You know, I. If you said, what is oh. your favorite episode of Everybody what? Loves Raymond or like Home Improvement, like, uh, all right, I can do that. Like, by the way, my mom watches those on a nonstop loop. Um, <laughs> home Improvement. And she's like, why, why don't you want to sit here with us? Because, like, all we do is watch Home Improvement and Everybody Loves Raymond every night. My nana's is like that with Family Feud. She loves Family Feud. Oh my God, Family yeah. Feud! I I think I have them all memorized. I I, I, so, I enjoy all those. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it's at least those are those are good. So I've got one for you. Um, and I think I'm, I'm starting to think that maybe parents just do this, but maybe after you after your children leave, there's like a certain point where you just. Find a TV show, and and that's it. Um, <laughs> uh, my parents will do two things. Uh, they will watch the news, yeah. or they will watch uh, uh, killing shows. Any show that has anything to do about like I could be a serial killer <laughs> with all of the information that mm. I have gleaned. From my, uh, my wife should buy stock in ID because she loves the ID channel. She watches all those crazy things, and it's always like the wife murdering oh, her yeah. husband or the girlfriend married, yeah. murdering her boyfriend. Oh, that's crazy! Right. Right. You know, the, it's always oh, like the, the guy that they're most afraid of is the good guy, you know, and then like exactly. the, the killer is like the mm-hmm. guy that like just came to her house and like uh, I don't know. <laughs> The postal worker who smiles at her every day that she gives $5 to at Christmas. Like, you know, it's, it's always what you don't expect. It's always somebody like Jesse. What's going on, Jesse? I'm only kidding. Yeah, hey. Hey, Welcome hey, back, man. Guys. Yeah, you know, it was my fault. I'm, Ray, you said it was my fault, and it really was because I was calling for Steve, and it was Jesse's number. I'm sorry about that, Jesse. It's all good. What's uh, I always so, get your uh, your area well, code you in his case. So what's yeah. up? What's, what's your what's your uh? Yeah, what's, what's the word? Beef? What a day! What a day! What a what's day! Our, what a day, uh, guys! I gotta tell you. Oh, uh, well, I'm on a uh, <laughs> I'm not watching much wrestling right now. Cause I think everyone should be at home. Well, I'm at not home when I watch Dow. it. White Warrior. <laughs> What? 
Are you, are you, are you not they're gonna down. make you, they're gonna make you sell your co-hosting team. <laughs> are you that watching some kickboxer? Yeah, Jesse, kickboxer. are you watching sports? Yeah, Jesse. Uh, I'm watching you know different stuff on YouTube, but it's just hard to watch wrestling right now. It's just like who's gonna get that? Which one is gonna be the next one that gets tested positive for, for the coronavirus? I mean, I look at it like, and I and I could be wrong, but I look at it like, um, even if the numbers of infected are going up, the number of deaths are going down. Because we're not short on, like, all the machinery and everything that we need to, like, take care of people now. It's not like before where we wow. faced, like, a, a desperate hospital shortage, right? I mean, well, Brady, was, it's that, um, but also uh, it's because... We no longer have uh, a, a governor um, in some state. I don't know which one. We'll just toss one out. Like, yeah. New York. Florida. Um, we'll say Florida. You know, we, the armpit we don't of America. Have, we don't have a governor in – we don't have a governor. Like, let's say Governor Cuomo uh, taking all of the sick people and shoving them into nursing homes and then barricading the door. So, you know, well, now that that has stopped – I don't know enough about that. Oh, well, I, but I don't watch the news, Jesse. Well, as a as yeah. a New Yorker, I can tell you there's a lot of people going, I don't want to wear a mask. And then everybody, kind of like, you know, like in Georgia and Florida, we'll, we'll be okay. And then everybody goes out and laughs at each other's face. And then they're surprised when people get sick. It's like, well, yeah, that's kind of how it works. Right. You have a cold, yeah, don't Je- in somebody's mouth. Jesse, I feel like this whole thing is my fault, and I'll tell you why. Uh, because when it kind of started in March – I told my girlfriend, Kelly, that I hoped I got it because I wanted a month or two off from work. That's nice. That's nice. You know, Brady, Brady. why do you say that? Because, no, I I actually had a a, a somewhat similar uh, situation. So I had this friend, and um, he periodically would, like, try to get a better job than what he had. And, like, um, some some weird thing would, like, always come up and uh, stop him from being able to do it. Like, he got rejected by the Border Patrol a couple of times. Um, he got rejected <laughs> by the FBI. In Canada or Mexico? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he... Uh, because Canada's border patrol is like a bunch of moose. Sorry. And he got rejected yeah. by, uh, and he got rejected by the Navy. Um, oh wow. Okay. I know. So, and there was always some goofy thing that was like, like one time it was one time he got rejected because there was like a misdemeanor vandalism thing on his record from when he was a minor. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, the point the point being, like some some weird thing would always arise from the ether to to stop him. So he finally gave up, and he went up. He went out and got a uh, got his CDL and got a job out in the oil fields. And um, he was uh, he was working and uh, seemed to have finally uh, been able to get what he wanted. And then the virus mm-hmm. hit. So I blame him. <laughs> okay. I shouldn't laugh. Because, mm-hmm. because there was nothing like there was nothing in his own past that could stop him mm-hmm. from improving his life. 
So the universe had to send a plague to stop him from being able to improve his life. Like, I blame him. That's a shame. That's a shame. That's a shame. How are you coping, Jesse? Is everything okay for you? I mean, I obviously you've um you really um every time you call in you talk about the virus. Like, I mean, is this like something that you're really terrified about still? Corona. No, so I'm not terrified about it, but it's real. Yes, the Rona and, is real. And I know a lot of people out there are like laughing about it and saying it's all Tell them. fake. Yeah, tell it, bro. To work. Hey, it's a, it's a Vince Russo work, bro. <laughs> it's written like a Vince Russo work. <laughs> I wish, I mean, I wish that to be true, but it's not. <sighs> Sorry, Jeff. Yeah, so I, I, I wish I could get rid of it the, for you. I really do. Well, I mean, in Pennsylvania, you. You can get arrested if you smile now because it means they can see your mouth. Well, just add it to the list of stuff in Pennsylvania. I understand that. Oh, yeah, they don't even. Uh, they don't even. Just, just if you're suspected of having a good time, that's enough to get you in jail, which ironically is less safe. Um, well, excuse me, sir. You're in Pennsylvania. No, you're not allowed to have fun here in this state, sir. <laughs> exactly. You go to New Jersey for that. All right. <laughs> Go to Jersey to <laughs> Take it across the river Watch it <laughs> I said to have fun That was brilliant. I said to have fun Kathy I'm talking about the shore Not like where you are <laughs> oh, You can't have fun with Your area is not shore, fun baby. Yeah, it's <laughs> minutes, you jerk. You're not 20 <laughs> minutes from the shore you're 20 minutes from the Delaware River. What do you mean you're 20 minutes from the shore? Uh, I'm close to a body of water. There you go. That's <laughs> the, shore. <laughs> the shore of the Delaware River. There's a beach there. Yeah, I mean, what? What's you that you? The elitist? Okay. <laughs> and no the elitist pig? I can't argue with that. Jesse, brother, I, Jesse, I missed you, brother. Um, I hope you uh, stay safe, yeah. and and I hope for you oh, that God. the anxiety oh, starts to ease because it's been tough. I'm not anxiety, uh, dude, dude. You sounded. I'm not. Nah, I'm, I'm not. It's just, it's just, it's upsetting when people are making fun of it. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I do do that. I'm sorry. In the wrong place, because Brady Hicks. Well, I've never made fun. <laughs> I never made fun of it. How dare you? I don't make fun of. I don't make. I make fun of the disease, not of. Yeah. I don't make fun of the people who are concerned. I think they have every right to be concerned. Um, I'm. I'm uh, the disease, and and the. Uh, the the people who genetically it. engineered it before they inflicted it on us. I, they're the people that I mock. Now, Brady, which people were those? I, I'm not sure. The bad guys. Because everybody bad in the boy. U.S. is good. Like, did they come from a right? – like, was there like a certain country that they might have been based out of? I don't know. Well, you know, when you leave America, I, they're all the same, right? America. <laughs> I, um, I am absurdly pro-American, so I'm going to go ahead and just say yes. <laughs> Okay. 
Jesse, brother, you take yeah. care and, and be safe, man. You too. Yeah. It was great. I miss talking to you. Please call in again. Right. I, tonight was a weird night, but I, I do miss talking to you. All right. You guys have a great night now. You too, brother. All right. See ya. Yeah, that was that was weird. Not not that Jesse's weird. I just you know. Mm-hmm. So well, I mean, weird, Jesse dude? is weird. There's no argument there. No, like, no, he's not. Well, come on. I think Jesse's cool. I, I like against, I have nothing against the guy, but come on. Do you um? I mean, did, he calls. Did you guys hear? He, first off, he calls into this show. <laughs> that well, that is pretty weird, right there. <laughs> did you guys hear? I I mean, we have a star in our midst. I I don't know if I. I mean, Stro, I was talking about it today, uh, but uh, WWE uh-huh. announced that uh, Granny Holster mm-hmm. is going to be joining the cast of Total Divas season nineteen, and I couldn't oh, be more excited. She is. That's um, awesome. They're gonna try and uh, they're gonna try and tie it in with the with the heel turn that's coming, right? Uh, because you know, cool. if she can sell T-shirts, yep. if the NWO Hollywood, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> as long as you don't but try the, to live up to the nicknames, really. Exactly, exactly. But it's funny um, because they actually I released the, uh, the they, they released the description for episode one of Total Divas for mm-hmm. season nineteen. Uh, do you guys mm-hmm. want to hear what's going to happen for the first episode of the new sure. season? Okay. All right. So, uh, Can I take Grand... a step first? Yeah, yeah. You go ahead. We we got it all set okay. though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just I just want to take a guess. That's all. Yeah. Um, so what I think. I bet the description <laughs> says. Um, drama ensues when a misunderstanding leads to hurt feelings between divas. Well. Yeah, but they get more specific. Oh, okay. Drama ensues when <laughs> um, Brie Bella catches Granny a... Hulkster. <laughs> Be right with you, in Granny. the hot tub. <laughs> can, can you imagine the with William Regal? <laughs> oh, Granny. You go, girl. Yeah, yeah. You, you're so beautiful. Yeah, I'm so happy to the show. Hello, Buttercup. Hello, Buttercup. Uh, no, the actual description, and I'm reading this right off of the uh, Xfinity website, so there's no lie there because it's online. Uh, so, Total Divas, Season 19, Episode 1. Uh, Granny and Naya go to a valley party, dot, dot, dot. Bellas okay. deliver babies in the same room at the same time, dot, dot, dot. Okay. Natalia complains okay. about something. Oh, really? Sounds about right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never watched an episode. Well, I just described, like, the last 18 Most seasons of, of them. Yeah, yeah, and Natty's always upset, <laughs> and Naya's always part of yeah. <laughs> the only The only other thing it could have been is, like, you know, TJ leaves the house for a little while. What's going on, Granny? I'm just playing around. How you doing tonight? I know you are. You're you're lying to these people. I, I yeah. He asked me today. He says I hear a rumor that you're going to be on Total Divas. I said, well, if I'm going to be on Total Divas, I didn't get that memo. So he's lying to you all. He's teasing me. He's agitating oh, me. It's not true. It's not true. Okay, so to be clear, you are denying that that was, in fact, you um, in the sauna after dark 
no, I was not in the sauna. I've not been ever in been in a sauna, especially with William Regal Ray. Lord Stephen Regal. Hey, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you what I read. He's well, you're lying too. You're lying too. So none of this is true. I'm not going to be on Total Divas. None of it's true. Y'all are lying. Brady, you're you're a mess. You're a now, mess, Derek, Derek Stroh, mm-hmm. you two are mm-hmm. my moral compasses on this show. Okay. Is it really lying mm-hmm. if I'm just randomly making shit up with no real end goal? <laughs> yes, yes, that's a lie. <laughs> yes, oh. it's a lie, Ray. Thank you very much for the lie. Yo, you know, you know what I, you know what I tell everybody. You know what I tell everybody when you they're when they're teasing me and they're what picking on me. I say, well, if you're teasing me and picking on me, you're leaving somebody else alone. So you know, that's that's my <laughs> motto. But no, I'm oh, not okay. going to be on Total Divas. I'm not going to be on Total Divas. That's a really nice thing. Well, I mean. I mean, it's not really true because I I'm will not gonna find be on everyone total else bellas too. Either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not going to be on Total Bellas either. Granny, you would rock I that did show. Get to, I, I, did, I did get to go to I did get to go to my first wrestling show though Saturday since March, so I was very happy about that. I got to yeah, holler at the bad guys Saturday, so you. that made I, me happy. I still haven't gone to one, but uh, good for you. I, I um I miss it terribly. It's been like six months now. Oh yeah. Well, it's it. Dear, since March was our last one that I got to see, so I was very happy we got to go Saturday. So, Derek, do you remember when our truth was on Total Divas, um, and he was scared of Natalia's cat? It was probably like the funniest. Uh, <laughs> he comes in and he's like, "I don't like them. They're all shifty eyed." <laughs> and then the one pops up on the counter, and he screamed and ran away. <laughs> Oh, he's man. Amazing. He's amazing. He's a, he can make anything he is, great. He is so good. I don't know, like, where, like, the persona ends and he begins. Like, that's I how know, good he is. is. Yeah, he's amazing. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm I still haven't seen his <laughs> no. game show, but I, I, I can only imagine how good that is. Now <laughs> I'm imagining... I'm imagining him on that show again. He's hilarious. That, I, I, since you brought that up, you're right. He was, he was like legit scared. Too. I hate cats, but not like that. I'm shocked that they <laughs> haven't done the thing where he's following around the hurt, the hurt. Was it the hurt locker, the hurt club, whatever they're called? The hurt, um, the hurt locker. The hurt locker. Isn't that a is novel? That, <laughs> I think yes, it is. In a, in a movie. In a movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in a movie. No, but I'm surprised because if you remember, like they did the thing where like. When Booker T joined the NWO in WWE and Goldust followed them around and wanted to join and they wouldn't take them, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm shocked they haven't done that with our truth with the new nation. I I do love that he calls Ricochet Rick O'Shea and he calls Cedric I know. the Entertainer. I do love that. Cedric the Sports <laughs> Entertainer. <laughs> <He's hilarious>. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh, Granny. What are we going to do? I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with you, Brady. I don't know either. I'm speechless. You're a mess. Well, I'm your mess. I have a few suggestions. No, you're not my mess. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. You got to clean up your mess. (laughs) No, I'm not going to clean up your mess. 
you know, that's your problem. You know, your messes are your messes, you know. So you make the mess, you clean them up. So, you know, so that's the way it is. See, I, I know good places in the Pine Barrens, but, you know, that's the side I was about to say in Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've taken some pictures of them lately, actually. Oh, um, <laughs> you know, you all were talking about Family Feud earlier, you know. My dad, when he was alive, he used to like to watch Wheel of Fortune. Mm. Yeah, I, I like Wheel. But my grandmother did watch Family Feud. That was our thing. Yep, and, and I knew if I was staying home from school because I was sick and I was going over to my grandma's house, we'd sit and we'd watch um, The Price is Right. That was our show. Yeah, oh, yeah. Is right. I like yeah. Price is Right, that was too. Like, my dad liked to watch Price one... is Right, too. That was the one that, like, you would call out sick from school yes, once in a while, just enough, yeah. just to, uh, especially, like, that. that's one of my biggest regrets, Granny, is when I was out in California, uh, it was the last year before Bob Barker retired, and I really wanted to do The Price is Right, and I'm staying with my friend, and he told me I wasn't allowed because he works for CBS, oh. and I, I was so disappointed, and I said to him, well, what if I go... I mean, the chances are they're not going to call you. He's like, yeah, but they might call you, and then, like, I'll get in trouble. And I was like, well, what if I go on, and if I go on, then I just, like, get a hotel and stay there instead of at your house? And he's like, no, he wouldn't let me do it. He would not let oh, me do jerk. it. And I was, I, I know. Oh, yeah. I, it meant, it would have meant so much to me, especially since Bob Barker retired. It's not even like oh, I could course. still go there now and see him, you know? You he's, uh, him, Brady, right in the middle of his apartment. I know. Because who the freak wants to meet Drew Carey? Like, <laughs> no one. <laughs> nobody. Literally nobody. Uh, nobody wants to meet so, Drew Carey. He's so boring. If it wasn't for the show, I would, like, I'd watch for the show, not for him. He's so boring. Yeah. The Drew Carey right? show is funny, and Whose Line is funny, but that's a horrible show. Yeah. You know, you know, you know who Drew Carey is? He's just Black Wayne Brady. I see what you did there. I see uh, what you did there. Not, Although Wayne uh, Brady did have to, Wayne Brady did have to choke a bitch at one point in his life. So you know, I guess Wayne Brady has that going for him. Wow. Right? Well, uh, you know, oh, Wayne Brady, Robert Blake. He and Strode only ones who watch Chappelle show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Oh, it feels awesome, man. I love Chappelle, man. I saw I, I I saw the one episode of Chappelle where he uh, pretended to be in the KKK and uh, amazing Clinton Big amazing yeah. amazing yeah Great. Chappelle yeah. Chappelle is he, he's on the Mount Rushmore comedy honestly yeah. I mean I mean uh, really like like who, I lo- yeah. who I else is going off this now Louis the pimp and he goes like as the white boys say on the internet what are those. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so for uh, I mean, there's so many good, there's so many good Chappelle show bits. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to choose. That's a it's lot. hard to choose. I mean, you guys, you guys, you guys gave some good ones. Um, the time traveling player haters. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm from the future, and I'm gonna, and I'm here to tell you that you're gonna be free. When will that be? How about now? How about now? Oh man! That and uh, 
good stuff. Even though I love the racial draft, okay, he did a bit called the World Series of Dice. Yes, I remember. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Most dice oh. games get broken up by an by an a robber. That's just the way <laughs> this game goes. <laughs> oh man. I'm going to watch some Dave Chappelle when I get off the show. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> let's go to, um, speaking of Dave Chappelle, let's go to Dustin. What, what's going on, Dustin? Nothing much. How you doing, honey? Hey, Dustin. Well, hey, well Dustin. I got some, I got some, I got some, uh, some terrible news. Oh, uh, Wade Barrett. Okay. Wait, hold There's on, hold some... on. Wait, don't, don't say it. Don't say it yet. Hold on. Uh, I'm looking for it. God damn it. God damn it, Brady. It's going to be louder. King David uploaded this one. That's why the quality sucks. All right, go ahead. Sorry about that. We had to Uh, get that in. I'm, I'm I'm currently staying at a motel somewhere in Orlando because two of my roommates got the coronavirus. Why don't you own the house? You have roommates? Yes, because it's kind of hard to pay rent. Like uh, I'm, pay, I'm charged them half rent. Wait, you're, you're you're renting out the apartment because it's hard to charge rent? Oh no, uh, no, I'm staying in the motel because my roommates are sick. Okay, down on Bad Street. But why, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you kick them out? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Uh, no, it's just the fact that uh, honestly, I gotta stay away from some people that's got coronavirus. So I'll, I'll be fine for the next two or three weeks. Why, why don't you yeah, just you buy know. the house across the street? Street is the Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> actually, I, I didn't buy this house, Brody. I've been renting it out, so I've actually been I've been charging them half the rent to pay, so so I can afford to be able to go buy. Oh, hold on. Wait, wait. So you're telling me oh. I could have a house in Orlando for half the rent? Could I do that? Mm. Uh, honestly, I've been to Orlando. Okay, and if you're having a hard time paying rent, you're having an even harder time paying for a damn hotel room <laughs> for three weeks. Uh, no, I don't. I I got money. You just Are you staying at the Disney resorts? Oh, those. No, I'm staying at a cheap motel for now until until my friends get better. I'm not getting this shit. You have to win them in. Win them in. Oh man. oh, man. Well, so, I'm sorry I'm to hear my, that your friends have coronavirus. I'm going to tell you something right now. If I get this, get this shit, I'm going to kill myself. All right. Whoa. Derek, I like to stay at the Holiday Inn. It's I'm nice. I'm a Holiday Inn guy. Yeah. It's, you know, it's nice, but it's not overly expensive. Mm-hmm. Nice continental breakfast in the morning. Well, not anymore. They don't. Oh yeah. Well yeah. You no, because you're gonna. Yeah. Cause, cause, yeah. Because yeah, if you touch the fruit, you're gonna. The virus is gonna jump up and get you. You're gonna get the damn roll. But yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a good. Uh, I, I don't. I mind a good. I can do a good Hampton Inn depending on what what, what state I'm in. It's a good one. So, <laughs> Dustin, Dustin, yeah. is the only thing keeping you alive right now the thought that you won't get coronavirus? Then I'm. I'm. I'm a little confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've, I've managed not to get it so far, and I and if I get this stuff, it's not going to be the easy. Y'all probably will never hear from me again. Why? 
Well, Most not, people are just okay after thing. a couple of days. Yeah. Not oh, if I get this coronavirus, I'm killing myself. Why? Jesus Christ. Oh, I, I wouldn't I volunteer to, to take the vaccine it. then. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't volunteer. Suffer, I don't want to suffer through it. Okay. Have you ever gotten like the flu? The flu cold or something? Yeah. Like, have you ever had a? Have you ever had a mild to moderate flu virus? Oh, I've, I've, I've had a cold before, but not not the, not the coronavirus. Okay. Never All right. Okay. Hmm. I'm now, just saying, like, I Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll I'll say something serious, but I'll wait until you're done. Go ahead. Like I said, like I really I really can't say anything on here without getting getting shot down about it. Like I honestly I can't say something something positive about some some uh, my roommate being sick, and y'all have to make a joke about it. Wait, I'm not on. making a joke. No, what I'm making I'm a joke. I'm just trying to understand. Eric and I were talking. We were just trying to add to your conversation. Let's talk about what you know. Hey, what are some nice hotels to stay at? Looking out now for, for you, me, Goham. Yeah, come on. Now, for me, I won't go lower than a Super 8. And even then, it's got to be in, like, a good part of town. Like, it can't just be, like, you know, you know, the, you know, the truck stop dumpster Super 8. Like, it's got to be out in the open. <laughs> as, as somebody who's taken many trips from New York to, like, Georgia, North and South Carolina, um, a good Super 8, especially when you're tired and you're, like, running on E, a good Super 8, mm-hmm. that, that does the trick. Just to lay down and recharge the battery, I'm down for a good super. Oh yeah, oh yeah. See, yeah I, got, I, I mean, you gonna, know, it's got to be in the right spot though. Because you know, you can stop. He's gone. He's gone. You can stop. No more. <laughs> no more. Or I'm gonna wish I got it. So I no. Oh, I'm kidding. Uh, that's uh. I was gonna say that like I don't want to die, but like the thought of eating a bat is really appealing to me. You know so. I'm thinking like a bat steak, like a cheese bat steak or something, you know. Um, I shouldn't joke around at that. I should I know a lot of people are suffering, but uh I um Well plus I mean, you know bats are not food really. They're there to eat bugs and be cool. They're not they're not there for you to eat, you psychopath. Mm. They're like bugs. Jesus Christ. Yes, yes, they're like frying they're like flying frogs, Brady. Excellent excellent work all well, around. They, they eat bugs. They do. They do. Now, yes. They're like spiders. They Men. I know. Uh, mm. I was trying to make pudding uh today after I got Out home. Out of spiders? Yes, I was trying to make spider pudding. Um and I <laughs> that's, that's disgusting. And uh and I, I added too much milk. So now it's just like pudding soup. Hmm. Uh, wow. There you go. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about just drinking it. Like, you know, whatever. Oh. This is my this is my uh. banana smoothie now. Just make sure mm. you kept your eyes on it the whole time so you know that it is, in fact, pudding and not something that somebody switched out. All right, Brady. What? What? Mm-hmm. Brady, what? <laughs> Wait, what the hell kind of house do you live in? I don't know. I gotta watch my tapioca pudding all the time, otherwise someone's gonna otherwise Nick Grimm's gonna come over otherwise Nick Grimm's gonna come over and swap it out with something. I think it's hilarious. I I, I think it's hilarious that Granny Hulkster will hang on for anything, including kinda joking around all the time about her turning heel and like 
Basically, anytime she talks, tries to talk, I, she's always hangs on, always hangs on. But when I made that comment about you better make sure no one switches out the pudding, that was enough to chase away Granny Hulkster for the night. She was like, oh, no, this, this, guy, this guy's lost it. <laughs> uh, but there's one guy we can never chase away, no matter uh-oh, how hard right. we try. Uh-oh. John from Rhode Island. Sure. Ray. <laughs> Brad Boy, what's going on, man? Hey. One thing. Hey, one. One thing. Hey. I was laying down. Hey. And I heard oh. my name. Hey. 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 I heard hey. my name. You all right? What you gotta say, Ray? What you gotta say, You're Ray? Right. Tell me, Ray. Come on, Ray. Spit it out. What? I. I. I said at the beginning of the show I wanted to lead with Rat Boy. Well, he just called in a little bit ago. I had to go in order. I know, but when I said Rat, you know, Rat Boy is coming on being all angry, like you know, and hey. acting like acting like I'm just like hey. throwing down challenges to Rat Boy. Now, what, mm-hmm. what what reason would I have to challenge Rat Boy? I could yeah, never right, you know, that, that, that soda pop, the fizz, whatever you want to call it, you know, I'm right. Because uh, across, the, mm-hmm. across the, uh, the ocean on the other side of the world, they call it the fizz. <laughs> Where? Where? What, what? Who told you that? Yeah, the, yeah it's called fizz across the, across the ocean. On the other wait, side wait, of the world. Hold on, hold on. Rip, wait, rip, 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 wait, I have things going on. I have things going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Time out. Time out. So I have like actual, <laughs> I, have actual I have like actual <laughs> good personal, like personal things going on in my life. So I, I legitimately don't remember this because I have like more important hooray indeed. Um, like your furniture game. No, actually, the furniture did not come. Um, <laughs> it's to the point now where, like, um, I have uh, I have piles of stuff set up around the house. Yeah. For where that signify where things will go when furniture go. arrives. I was so right? certain. I was so certain that the furniture was going to arrive before you were done that story last week. <laughs> oh, I, I know. Hey, I was hoping. I was hoping. You know, so anyway, anyway, rap away. I have like actual like like feel good things happening in my in my own life. So I don't remember this. Did we have an argument about the specific regional names of soda at some point? Yes, we did. Oh, okay. See, only one of us remembers that. Oh. <laughs> and you don't. Oh, oh, oh wow! No, I don't. I have no recollection of this. Well, I'm gonna post it's it a... on Facebook. Ray, Ray Bogus got memory loss. You can tell don't him one thing in, one please, day and the Ray's next not day. Even there. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm not on, on Twitter. Just say whatever you. Please, uh, I'm not on Twitter as far as anyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> I find you. I will find you. I will find oh you. Right. Oh, that's, Lane right. that's, that's, 
That's alarming. Taken. And I will, I will find you. I will haunt you down. Don't worry about well, it. Will haunt me down? You sound like the guy from the Hallmark Channel. Wait, he's going to you. you're the only one who'd be the right age for this. Do you remember Donkey Kong Country 2? I sure <laughs> do. Okay, so do you remember um, there was a there was a, a roller coaster level? Remember there was a there was a roller coaster level where you had to you had to escape the the, the pirate ghost. Yes, in the mines, right? Yeah. Is, yes. Uh-huh. Is that is that what Ratboy is threatening to do to me right now? He's gonna haunt me down. <laughs> it sounds like it. Oh my! It sounds like it. Oh my! You never know. Because I'm turning evil. Good lord. <laughs> oh, okay. Red Boy, when you haunt him down, will you be eating blueberry cereal? <laughs> Frankenberry and Count Chocula. No. Yeah. Count Dracula. Or Red Boy could go retro and he could eat uh he could eat the yummy the yummy mummy or my personal yummy favorite. Mummy. <laughs> yummy mummy. Or I dated or her in college. Per- Oh, or my personal favorite, <laughs> the Fruit Brute. Fruit Brute. <laughs> I don't remember that one. Uh, fruit Brute actually makes... Well, <laughs> how about Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? Uh, no, but Fruit Brute <laughs> actually... Fruit Brute actually makes a cameo appearance in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, he's the werewolf, and if you <laughs> looks uh, like if any you watch the movie, yeah. if you watch the no, way cooler than any monster, if you watch the movie, um, the scene where Vincent Vega uh, mm-hmm. brings um, uh, Mia Wallace to the drug dealer's house for the adrenaline shot, mm-hmm. he's eating fruit fruit. You can see the box kind of sitting there. <laughs> really. Yeah. Oh, Do anybody remember this cereal called Kaboom? No. I do. No. <laughs> We're just now, making stuff now, up. We now we did not. <laughs> Kaboom was a real cereal, um, but it wasn't. My we were not a Kaboom family because my parents loved us. Wow. <laughs> you know, Kaboom was for. Kaboom was for the sort of children that had to beg for scraps in the street. Well, there you go. So that's why rap was. It had marshmallows, the little happy faces, but on a cereal box, it had a picture of a clown. That's yeah, why Derek yeah, O'Donnell yeah. don't know about it. It turned your milk like gray. It turned your milk gray. Speaking of cereal, I've been like. Speaking of cereal, I spent like all weekend arguing and getting mad and throwing stuff, talking to my wife because she didn't remember the soggies from like the Captain Crunch commercials, and she's like, oh my I don't God. remember that. And I'm like, you're a year younger than me. Don't make it seem like I'm 20 years older than me. We have this such a big gap that you don't remember stuff from my childhood. And she's like, I don't remember soggies. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, you don't get me. You don't understand me. Why are we together? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Who did I marry? <laughs> Oh, oh, rap boy. There, there's, a, there's a question I got to ask Derek. Okay. All right. What do you think all about right. Big E now? You think he's going to take it all away and go for the championship belt? 
Biggie. I hope so. It's, it's a, I hope so. He he he's been ready for a while now. I hope they do make him champ. I think so too. Yeah, I, I, I think Biggie is ready for it. I can get on board with that. But the thing about them is, all three of them can be like single stars on their own. That's that's what's so good about the group. Like I think there's untapped stuff they can do with Xavier Woods that they haven't done with him yet either. So, you know. Yeah, you know, I was I was gonna say like with Xavier Woods, like um, the crazy thing is people act like he's like the expendable one in the group. You know, like he and and the truth is like all three of them are like so talented. It's crazy. It's like yeah, they literally could probably each say that they outgrew each other. But they don't want mm-hmm. to. Yeah, they they and the thing about Woods is I like is he's one of those wrestlers who built so much outside of wrestling that he doesn't have to do this, you know, till he's old and great. Like he has so many things mm-hmm. outside of wrestling, which I'm always a fan of. If you're a wrestler, find something to do outside of wrestling so you don't have to kill yourself, you know, or beg Vince for a check when you're sixty five years old, no offense Rick Flair. But yeah, so I'm always <laughs> I'm always happy when guys do that. Do you think that um do, do you think that part of the reason he doesn't get taken as seriously as the other two is because of that like up up down down and all that stuff like he he has his own brand if he gets released tomorrow where he could be just as big I think and I think most people go oh he's he's the video game guy but <laughs> you know in, in 2020 you can make a lot of money playing video games and liking yeah. cartoons and stuff like that so you know good yeah. on him. <laughs> Rap Boy, if you I, were I, in New yeah. Day, which one would you be? Which one would I be? I would be I would be Biggie sure. probably. Uh, no, I actually I'd probably sure. would be Xavier. Okay, hang Rap on, let me see. I gotta... Ko- you would be Kofi. <laughs> you think so? I think so. No, nah, I, I don't really think so. Yeah, but but answer your question about earlier about the uh, about the Delaware River. I'm in walking distance of the Delaware River, okay. And when, know, once you get to the Delaware see. River, you have shore property. Yeah, but once we get to the Delaware Cass, River, we, I do love you, Cass. Who, I'm just playing around. We do play. We we do point over over on a. On the other side of the dirty river, there, okay. Wow. That's what mm-hmm. we call it. The dirty river. The dirty side yeah, of the The dirty side of the river. And that's PS. Goodness gracious. Brady, you just go on the dirty side of the river. Don't you have a curfew or something? Mm-hmm. You need to go. You need to get out. No, I don't got no curfew because I just got up not too long ago. Uh oh. I'd be up all night. Now you'll be like up all child. night and then go to sleep after the morning after, right? Yep. <laughs> oh, God. Saving it for you, yeah, so, oh, This is a, what is that? a you 24-7 party all night and sleep all realize. day. Yeah. You party mm-hmm. all night and sleep all day. That's the Nation needs a non-stop server. <laughs> all right, brother. This has been fun. Right, I talked to, talk to you in yeah, a couple gonna... hours. Yeah, I'll let you go. I'm going to talk to Mike again. That's That'll be better. Yeah, <laughs> I want to spend some of my money, though. 
Now, uh, Warren. Now, okay. we'll, we'll bring on Mike because uh, he's the only one left. Uh, <laughs> you still there, brother? You gotta go. Uh oh. Uh. Mike. All right. Oh, hello. All right. Oh, hello. It's okay. It's okay. We don't. Uh, you know, I was listening to um, pop culture. I've been making fun of it entirely too much. It's true. Like, I've been making fun of like Don John Staney and pop culture stars, and I really shouldn't, because they're such nice people. But it's like you listen to a show. And when it's time to leave, it's always like eighteen people saying goodbye, like Bye. just one after the other. It's like it's, oh, yeah. it's crazy. It's funny. <laughs> Either that or yeah. it's always like toodles, much love, y'all. See you later. Everybody have a great week. Bye. And Take do- care. And toodles. And then, then Todd Saxon will be like, "Cue the British lady," but which like nobody gets because like only the person who's hosting it gets the British lady in their ear, the, the <laughs> producer for Blog Talk Radio. Uh, uh, funny. To our show. <laughs> Thank you oh, for man. listening to Blog Talk Radio. Uh, <laughs> sounds like it's a doubtfire. <laughs> Hello. Oh, that's right. You guys do get her when you call. I forgot yeah, I that. Mm-hmm. See, I don't call that o- that often. You know, I only I only call it every day for the morning after. That's it. Because no, Granny produces <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> Press one to enter the host queue, or you may listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Hello. You I'm sorry. The host is queue. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> or when you're the host, it's the oh, worst because it'd be like you have to enter your like, uh, like 57 digit code, and you get mm-hmm. two opportunities. And then if you if you mess it up twice, then they'll be like, I'm sorry, but you did not enter the proper code. Goodbye. And then you got to dial in again and hope that it's going to work. It's, I, I do it a million times. It, it's horrible. Horrible. Well, it used to be you didn't even need to enter a code. It used to be just having well, the host but, number was enough. Well, you know, it used to... You know, those were, those were simpler times, Brady. It used they to be were. that I could go to a grocery... It used to be I could go to a grocery store without dressing... With, Dressing up like I was getting ready to rob a train in the old west. <laughs> but here I am. I really hope. I there's a part of me that really hopes that we're still allowed to wear masks in the bank when all this is over. <laughs> I mean, that would be amazing. My bank is like a warning, like nothing outrageous, so we won't serve you. So they're making sure they're safe. Uh, when all this started in March, Derek, I had a my Amazon cart was filled with like clown masks and like cat masks, all this crazy And then I saw that they got rid of two day shipping. And I was like, That's ridiculous. Yeah. What am I gonna wait? What am I paying? So I called Amazon. I'm like, Why am I paying for like Prime if everything is like a two month wait? And they're like, Well, you know, we're yeah. backed up and I said, All right, then I would like a refund until you're able to provide the service that you offer. And they're like, oh, we don't offer a refund. So I canceled it. I canceled Amazon Prime during the pandemic mm. because I'm not paying wow. for something where i got to wait three months to get it. I have it again. Well, you and everyone want. else. Yeah. And you know what? Good a lot of people you. paid for it, though. Yeah. Hello. 
<laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So I feel like we just hit a wall. Maybe, possibly. Yeah. I feel like I wasn't wearing a seatbelt either. <laughs> we're we're early. early. Normally, normally we've only got about fifteen. Normally we've only got about like fifteen minutes to sort of wind down the show and talk. But today that was it. You know what it was? Normally. Normally, I'm no scrambling for the last 15 minutes to get the last 20 callers on. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it, there was no Malcolm, and there was no Justin. And no John. There you go. Oh, yeah, and no Tora, well, well, no Tora, who tagged me to tell me how excited she was to call in. She must have fell asleep. Probably. She got the Rona. She got the Rona. She got the Rona. I, I think she was hardcore drinking and passed out. Well, God bless her, if that's the case. God bless uh, her. I haven't been able to hardcore drink in years, honestly. <laughs> the last time I I'm did, retired. Kelly had to clean me up in the shower. Oh, <laughs> it I'm was retired. on the, It was on this show. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm um, retired. I can't. You know, I'm up in the booth now. I'm, I'm Dan Deerdorf. I'm, I'm not down in the trenches anymore. I'm up in the booth, <laughs> next to Greg Gumble. There you go. Oh, well, I don't have time go. for this. I gotta get in bed yeah. by nine thirty. You know, come on. By nine thirty. Oh, that sounds splendid. Like Ray found out last week. That uh, he can text me at three o'clock in the morning after in the room, and I'm awake. Uh, be, well, not for you, but for me, it's three o'clock in the morning because when we get off here, I'm usually so amped up that like I can't do anything except like run around the block fifteen times and watch television and and friggin' cook Thanksgiving dinner. Like I I I, I can't go to sleep. Me either. Sometimes I'll watch like. Random old videos on YouTube, like I think last week I watched, you know, the loudest crowd reaction from the attitude. Yes. It was just stupid. It was just stupid <laughs> yes. stuff people cheering for, and I was just like, this is great. You know what I did last week? I I was because Kathy had uh, lined up Gabby Ortiz for tonight, and uh, I mm-hmm. saw that Gabby put up this interview, um, and she's like, "This is the best interview I ever did. It was the most fun ever," and I watched it. And, like, no offense to those guys. It was a horrible interview. Oh. Like, they didn't. It was just the, the first question they asked was about a relationship with LSG. Like, you're going you're gonna to have this girl on, and the first thing you're going to ask her is about, like, her boyfriend? It was just weird. The whole, the whole thing was weird. It was an hour of weirdness. She was fine. I'm not saying she was. But, like, so this is what I did last week when I should have, like, gone mm-hmm. to bed, you know, is mm-hmm. I, I sat and I listened to uh, Gabby Ortiz get a. Uh, Drilled by these guys. No, that that came out wrong. Get interviewed by these Jesus. guys. There you go. Yeah, you know what I meant. <laughs> you know what I meant. Yeah. I also, uh, I think last week, you know, everybody was raving about TNA. So I was like, no, let me let me watch some TNA, and it's still oh, yeah, TNA. I just seen with it some, yet. 
It's just TNA with some old WWE guys. It's like, okay, nothing's <laughs> different. It's not that much different. I wanted to say that, what a day, Joe. I wanted to say to him last week, like, uh, it, it, to me, you can add all those guys you want. It really doesn't matter because they still play old matches with WWE guys on them anyway. So what difference does it make who's on your roster? And I'm still watching Kurt playing. Angle against Bobby Lashley in the main event. And Heath Slater is basically WWE Heath Slater. Now, the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson, they're awesome, but everybody else is just basically who they were. Yeah. Heath with Lino. Yeah. Yeah. I I saw Gallows and Anderson. I was just going to say real quick, I saw Gallows and Anderson said that the only reason that they signed with Impact Wrestling is because it wasn't exclusive. And that as soon as they're yeah. allowed to go to Japan, that's where they're going to spend most of their time. Yeah, and they get to co-promote their podcasts. Yeah. And that, and that makes sense. I had forgotten about TNA. I mean, like, like completely just... I It, it was something that I, I had stopped thinking about its existence. Yeah, well, you're not the only one. And it's funny because... <laughs> It's funny because you know we were we were me and Stro talk about how AEW's booking like they're big guys, and I was watching TNA and my son goes down this rabbit hole. And he goes, Dad, you know that big oh, scary guy named Cage? And I was like, Yeah. He goes, He lost to a woman. I was like, Yeah. He goes, How can how can he be a tough guy in AEW and he lost the world title to a woman? I'm like, Son, that's that's wrestling. <laughs> that would be that is like, wrestling. That's what it is. <laughs> that is <laughs> wrestling. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> I forget what I was going to say. I totally it, I, forget. You know, I, it, you know what, what What I remembered? Uh, middle of the week after after TNA was forced back into my consciousness. <laughs> now, you have to go way, you have to go way back, uh, back when we were doing this on Spreaker. Um, oh, God. Do you remember the TNA Death Watch? And every, yeah, week, every week, every every, every <laughs> week, Derek and I would come on and say, "This is yeah, the week. This is it. This yeah. is it. It's over. And they can't survive this. They can't. And survive. That's got to be the end, right? That always followed the wood chipper. Yeah. Was the wood chipper then the death watch? Well, the wood chipper that was. Well, the wood chipper was that was for the bad gimmicks. It was yeah. the gimmicks of the wood chipper. And and yeah. <laughs> and TNA itself was just going to die, right? Apparently not. I mean, is it is it truly alive at this point? I mean, um, I, I, it's different. It's they're, they're trying. I'll give this. They're trying, which is all you can kind of hope for. I mean, they don't release the numbers. Like they don't release the numbers because they can keep it a secret, obviously. But they released the numbers for the show last week. And they were like, we had a boost in ratings and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, all those former WWE guys. And I think they got like yeah. 180,000 people watched. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's well. pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Because there was, there, was, um, there was one point toward the end with Dixie Carter there where they were getting 700 buys on pay-per-view. Yes, it was, it was bad. It was, it was pretty it was bad. bad. And, and, and speaking of Dixie Carter, who, by the way, I, it's funny because, like, I didn't think that she was that bad. And I actually mm-hmm. thought that most of the people there genuinely liked her. 
Um, but I saw mm-hmm. an interview with AJ Styles this week where mm-hmm. he, he talked. Mm-hmm. At, did you see this? I thought they yeah. were friendly still. Me Apparently, too. the only person who liked Dixie Carter coming out of TNA was Kurt Angle. Everybody else hated her. Yeah. And you would he, think AJ was there for so long, he would love her. He he uh, he. It was so bad, Stro, that he actually like. He starts out saying about Vince Russo, and you think, like, he's going to blame Vince Russo for TNA's downfall. No, he blamed Dixie <laughs> Carter for getting Vince Russo involved. Oh, man. <laughs> which, is, which is kind of true if you think about it. It is. It oh, is. Man. But it's, it's really funny. We had him on this show in 2010, and he was saying all the same stuff in that interview that he said in this interview this week talking about how inept TNA was and, like, all these mistakes that they make and, like, how... It, the whole thing was crazy. It really was. Um, because he was so loyal <laughs> to them for so long. And yeah, he was the... Yeah. Was he really that miserable? He didn't feel I mean, it. I, I saw an interview with Gallows and Anderson that said they, um... After they left New Japan, him, AJ... You know, AJ and Gallows and Anderson, they were going to go back to TNA. And they said it was almost a done deal. Matter of fact, they went to Dixie's house and had a meeting with her. But Triple H called them, and he said, Gallows looked at him and was like, rip the contract up, let's go, let's go to Vince. <laughs> so he was willing to go back a second time. But wow. remember they cut him. Remember he left because they wanted him, like, to take a pay cut. And I remember him, he was like, you know, out of everybody you've asked to take a pay cut, I've been the most loyal guy, why me? Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the truth is, a lot of them were going to get their pay cut. He was just the first one up. Um, I also yep. remember something about he didn't want to be exclusive to them anymore, and TNA still felt like they were competition for WWE, so they didn't want their stars going to New Japan. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just credit to AJ. Credit to AJ. Um, he saw the writing on the wall and knew that, like, yep. New Japan was going to be way bigger than TNA in a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, he, and he used that to get a big payday in WWE. So he, he, play, he did all that at the end of his career. So he played the game. Yeah. Right. He banked on himself. Mm-hmm. What were you, you know, saying, Ray? I, I just I, – all I was, was going to say, you know, you, you look at what TNA is today, and I just – I like to kick back in my chair. Well, I mean, if I had my chair, um, <laughs> I, I like to kick, like to kick back in my chair and mm-hmm. uh, and and sort of light up a cigar. Well, I don't light up a cigar anymore. I've been ordered to stop that. Um, but just kind of kick back and re- rest my hands on. <laughs> you know how it is when when you're asked mm-hmm. when when. A, there's a certain category of people that when they say, I would appreciate mm-hmm. it if you didn't do this anymore. You just have to mm-hmm. stop. I hear you. Yep. Your ears are a t- your ears are a t- I am now. Um, I'm not yep. allowed to be a sarcastic asshole when I'm not on here. I understand. <laughs> oh, I'm encouraged to be that. Um, Good for you. I'm encouraged to be that. You found but, a winner. Um, no, I'm only kidding. <laughs> I shouldn't have said right? that. <laughs> um... <laughs> But I, I like to kick back, sort of rest my hands uh, on my belly, and uh, and chuckle because mm-hmm. TNA. I just I look at them now, and I remember that they are the same promotion that spent tens of millions of dollars 
to bring in WWF washouts and try reigniting the Monday Night Wars. Oh, remember the Monday Night Wars? Yeah. Val Venus, Val Venus and the Nasty Boys was on that show. That's mm-hmm. right. I said, right. I said at the time what they should have done if they really wanted that feel. Um, they should have signed nobody to a long-term deal. And then you just bring in, like, 15 debuts every week on every episode. You just get 15 new people and debut them. And go. people would have watched that. It would have right. been a train wreck, but they would have watched it. They tried oh, yeah. to turn AJ Styles. Remember when they yeah. tried to turn AJ Styles into Ric Flair? It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, Diane hair and stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And a robe. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Holy smokes. Oh, man. It was... It was bad. It it didn't make sense. At all. It didn't make sense. Fortune and, four. And, <laughs> and the really crazy thing about it, I, I really think that they, they just severely um, overestimated what they had. Because I think they thought when they get Hulk Hogan in there and they get Sting in there, mm-hmm. it was just going to make every and, – and those guys were about 10 years too late there. Mm-hmm. They really well. I mean, not ten years too late mm-hmm. because it started in what oh three, something like that. But yeah. seven years too late. You know, there 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 wasn't a whole lot. I I don't know. And and I remember then WWE started counter programming, if you remember, and uh, yeah. they brought Bret Hart mm-hmm. back to WWE uh, just to counter that first night, that first um, TNA Nitro. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And if and if you yeah. talk to Sting. Sting goes, he kind of regrets spending the last bit of his good years in TNA with not many people. So Russell, like, yeah. He should have spent all those years in WWE and had a great bachelor's. He could have wrestled in WWE from 2001 until 2010 when Seth Rollins came in and then leave without getting and, hurt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he could have fought Sean, uh, Taker in his prime, Cena, Batista, yep. all these guys they had. He missed out mm-hmm. all that. Just imagine yeah. uh, Randy Orton as the legend killer taking on Sting. How incredible that would have been. I know. Oh, wow. I've been so or, or Edge. I know he kicks himself. He has to kick himself. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Oh, yeah, I mean, instead, he pay- was on TNA. Yeah. <laughs> and instead, he was on TNA with a crow uh, telling Eric Bischoff <laughs> that if he moved, the crow was going to peck his eyes out. Peck, That's peck, right, peck. Joker Sting. <laughs> That was horrible. Uh. <laughs> oh, that damn crow. Hey, there's the crow. Uh. Yeah. Uh. But, then, I, but I felt like there were a lot more gimmicks that, like, or a lot more, I guess, personas, you'd say, that Sting could have done that were clowns, you know. He, um, mm-hmm. I mean, the Joker was fun. Mm-hmm. He never explored mm-hmm. Pogo. He could have been Pogo. Pogo. <laughs> Wait, was John Wayne Gacy? That was Pogo, right? That would have yes. been a fun character for TNA. You know, Vince Russo Probably would have been good. really creative with that. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sam Shaw. Mm-hmm. Sam Shaw was basically Ted Bundy if you look at him. Yeah. When he was, when he was a and now he's uh, doing it right, by yeah. the way. I was about to say, yeah, not even you. Triple H figured it out. Yeah. Now yeah, they just had a look at like. 
Now they just had him look at like Stone Cold circa like 1995 and just go with that. Mm-hmm. I do love that he just it's draws like, random pictures sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Is it him and um, Finn Balor and uh, uh, what's the other guy? Oh, Timmy oh, yes. Thatcher uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. 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 should be awesome. I'm excited. For yeah. That, that should I be cool. I love Timothy Thatcher. I um I still haven't seen AEW from last week. What was the uh, hardcore surprise? Eddie Kingston. Oh, yeah. okay. He fought Cody. And he, oh, good he for him. He cut a great promo. He cut a great yeah. promo. He looked like a he looked like a star, and then Cody beat him. So there I go. <laughs> nah. I was I. Part of me was worried it was going to be Mick Foley, and I thought. Oh no. I thought if he goes there, Vince will never bring him back. No, I saw right. Chris Jer- Chris Jericho in the interview. He goes, "I'm never going back to WWE. I don't want to be there anymore. I love Vince. I love WWE, but I want to do something different." I was like, "Yeah, we'll see you next year, Chris." Like, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> this is the same guy who said for six months that he wasn't coming back, and then was like, he came back and did like the whole thing where he didn't talk. Yeah. He just like <laughs> circled the ring. Crazy. <laughs> Uh, well, I guess we're good. I I can't think of anything else. Um, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I think we're good. Well, uh, Ray, did you have anything you wanted to plug? No, no, I have nothing. Uh, I have nothing I need to plug. Um, you are all beautiful people, and you uh, too. we thank you for listening to this train wreck show uh, no. that we do. That we show. do every. It's, it's a beautiful train wreck, but it's a train wreck. I don't... Okay. <laughs> Derek, you got anything? Uh, nothing. Just love coming on here and having fun. You guys make my Tuesday it nights. Is I look fun. forward to it every week. It really is like a highlight for me. Um, <laughs> it's fantastic. All right, Stro. It it's, a, it's, a it's a weekly highlight. It, it is. It is definitely. I'm glad to have you back, Ray. It, uh, it's um, it's nice. It, uh, it feels like everything has kind of come full circle. Only we're a lot better at it now. We I are think better we're at it. Yeah. I think we're a lot better. Oh yeah. Stro, right. you're a busy right, man. Stroh. Plug your activities. Yeah. What yeah. do you got going on, brother? Always high, highlight of the week in the room, man. Yeah. Uh, this Thursday night. WCW Retro with special guest L.A. Tank. I'm really excited about having him on the show as a guest. And then um, this Friday night at midnight, he's in center time to be in opposition to Throw Zone on my official Facebook page, facebook.com slash show the maestro. And uh, fr- this Friday night's feature will be none other than the ghost of Mr. Chicken starring Don Knox. So please do <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, thank you to Gabby Ortiz, Ga- Gift of Gab, uh, tremendous, tremendous talent, and I have no doubt we're going to be seeing her real soon. Uh, so thank you to Gabby for taking the time tonight. Uh, thank you to the awesomest crew that ever was awesome. That includes Kathy, Stro, Ray, Derek, Matt, uh, everybody, everybody who calls in. Uh, such a great time. I feel like every week somebody's getting mad at us, but you know what? We have fun doing it, and they'll call back. Uh, so that's that's where we are. Uh, next week, 
Well, we'll be back same time. I, I, I have the guest. I think I'm fading, so I don't remember who it is. And it sounds like somebody's got a tiger going in their room. Uh, could be sleeping. We're just going to do that and uh, say goodnight to everybody. Everybody take care. Have a great night. Love you all. We'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye. I have been Let's